Welcome to the Chick Foley Show. What is up, Foley fam? We are back with episode 134 of the Chick Foley Show. We're going to be talking hell in a cell, all the crazy news from this week of wrestling. But first, let me introduce the stars of the show. Sheena, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Uh, you know, it was an exciting week with uh, Hell in the Cell, but uh, I'm ready, ready to talk wrestling with my two favorite uh, fellow wrestling fans. Marco, how is life up in Massachusetts? Going good. I'm just uh just coming off this uh, title defense, you know, just by the just by the skin of my teeth. You, you know, grab my title close to my chest and ran up the and ramp. Ran like yeah, a coward. just held it up. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I think you guys are still both like borderline mid carters slash jobbers in the Foley Picks League, right? No, Marco, to, Marco, sure. he made his Jeffersons move. He's moving on up, dude. Oh yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. I was the, uh, I was in, I won that whole dude, weekend that last if, weekend. Yeah, if it wasn't card, for, yeah, I think you were the only person with a perfect card, right? Yeah, yeah come dude, on, freaking man. Sammy Zayn, dude, that son of a bitch. Dude. Sammy Zayn, <laughs> yes, yeah, Sammy Zayn, my fellow conspiracy theorist, just let me down, dude. He freaking, <laughs> he couldn't just roll over and take the L. I don't understand, you know. Yeah, looking back, I should have been paying more attention to that storyline on SmackDown. Yeah. I kind of took that match as just a last second throw in and typically on those the baby face goes over. So I didn't put enough thought into it. Um, but yeah, looking back, it was pretty obvious that Sami Zayn was going to win. So I'm kind of pissed I missed that one. That was yeah. the only match I missed. Uh, Sheena, remind the listeners where they can find you guys on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Chick Foley, Marco over on Twitter at Chick Foley Show, and you can join our Foley fam over at ChickFoleyShow.com. And we like to welcome all of our new patrons over there in the Facebook group. Thank you guys so much for all the support. We have new episodes of Unboxing Mania coming up every single week, and uh, we have a royal rumble 92 watch along coming next week so stay tuned for that it's a good one yeah it's gonna be epic perfect timing yeah. um coming just shortly after the rick flair lost treasures episode where they were good, hunting it was a good episode I yeah i was into it seth was like you know I, I love like the drama of reality tv even though we all know like most of that's like a work you know and all that's just kind of staged and whatnot i i was still yeah. like so into it i was like he, we were trying to do something together like you know we were doing a little uh project we were working on together and uh, i kept stopping seth like no i need to see where they're going to find this <laughs> robe <laughs> i need to see who they're talking to and he was like oh my god Sheeta, you're getting work so hard that was but, the, uh, uh, i, I love yeah. the drama of it yeah that was the highest Marco? rated uh i think treasures uh so far right now and Ugh. a lot of people uh, were, see, a lot of people were saying that it was like very emotional and a lot of people like it was like i didn't think it, it was man i thought it was so i knew the whole show has been a work but i felt like they just kayfabe the hell out of that <laughs> one man i thought that and, and i think Another reason why I didn't like it that much is that it came one week after the Andre episode, yeah. which was just miles yeah. better. You Andre, know, I the Andre, Andre should was, have been the finale, one thousand yeah, percent. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was so much better, and I, I truly, I felt the emotion from the Andre one. I felt like the people who were talking about Andre and like the people who looked up to Andre, like they genuinely like meant it. You know what I mean? And not saying the people that like look up and that Ric Flair is not a legend in all all aspects of the word, but I just felt like the Andre one had a lot more feel like feely uh, what's uh, touchy feelies to it you know what i mean yeah. um and i just I, I loved that episode i thought it was really really good 
Um, Sheena, it's time to give away our figure for this week. Admits uh, perfect timing because Kevin yeah. Owens screwed us Stupid all. Stupid Kevin Owens. On Both the, of those uh, guys. <laughs> he screwed us all on the Picks League. So without further ado, let's announce the winner of Elite 79, Kevin Owens. And the winner is at sam.vialona21. So, Sam, make sure you send me your information on Instagram or you can send it to uh, Marco on Twitter. Give us your address and we will get stupid Kevin Owens sent right over to you. (laughs) And uh, next week, we're going to keep it rolling. We're going to be giving away the top picks, Roman Reigns. So this is Wreck-It Roman, Thunderdome Rome. Got the Wreck Everyone in Leaf shirt. It's a great figure. And same thing as the last few weeks. All you got to do to enter is shoot us a screenshot showing that you listen to this week's podcast and we'll announce the winner at the start of next week's show. We want to remind you guys to use code Chick Foley at Ringside Collectibles, the number one worldwide retailer of wrestling figures. And they got some hot pre-orders that went up this week. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. Um, But yeah, save yourself some cash when you're getting your figs. You guys ready to talk wrestling? Let's go. All right. So Hell in a Cell is in the books. Once you know, it was kind of crazy because it was only about eight months after the uh, the last Hell in the Cell show this year. It came came very very early this year. What did you guys think of the event, Sheena? I mean, it was good. Um, there was some really there was some good matches, but there was also some some stinkers. You know, um, I just felt like so what was the stinker? <laughs> I mean, Shayna versus Alexa was pretty it was pretty stinky. You know, I yeah. didn't I didn't smell. Yeah, it's, it smelled a little bit of BS. Like I, I don't know, it just wasn't even executed right. I try. I've tried so hard, you know, because I love both of those women. I love Alexa and I love Shayna. Um, I've tried hard to suspend my disbelief and like really like try to buy into Shayna's role in all of this. But but it's just it's just not doing it for me. Like, I don't know. It's just with with Bray being gone and Alexa kind of taking on this new character. And now she's doing tag teams with with Nikki Cross again. And Nikki has a whole new gimmick. And they didn't even really address the fact that these two were like fighting before. Like, I don't know what's going on with Alexa, but it's, it's not doing it for me. I do want a figure of this. So I'll be clear. I still want this, you know, Firefly Funhouse uh, swing set Alexa. But. I just, yeah, the, the character is not really, not really for me. I agree. She's, she's definitely putting her heart into it, but yeah. I just don't think she's quite the strong enough actress to, to really pull it off. I think she worked well as a sidekick to the fiend, but as her own thing, it just, it comes off as a little like, I don't know if cringy is the right word or not, but I'm cringy, just, I, yeah, I don't believe is. it. You know, yeah. I don't believe it. And the other thing is with the physicality part, like Shayna Baszler should be able to snap every bone in Alexa Bliss's body, exactly. no matter what kind of. Yeah what kind of special power she has. That was the one thing about Bray Wyatt. Like, yeah, the fiend was an awesome character and we know he had all kinds of magical powers, but we also saw him kick ass as Bray Wyatt. So we knew that was still in there. You kind of had this base layer of credibility built into it. Uh, Marco, how about you, man? What were kind of some of your key takeaways from hell in the cell? Um, thought it was, I mean, I'm still thinking it was kind of weird that, uh, Roman and, uh, Rey Mysterio were not on this pay-per-view. I don't get it, dude. I really don't understand it. Yeah, it's kind of strange. I think that um, was a business decision, man. Uh, you know, there were two amazing game sixes going down Friday night, and I think the Fox was looking around. They said, "You know what? We're gonna these ratings are gonna tank if uh, if we don't get something hot for for this week." I think that's why I got moved over. I think it was a direct response to the NBA. I haven't seen that confirmed anywhere, but that's the only reason yeah. I can think why they did yeah, that. It makes sense. I, I guess. mean, it makes sense, but it's just like you have this whole pay per view that is literally like 
built around this hell in a cell, you know, and specifically yeah. like main event matches. Like, and again, we've talked about it multiple times on this, on this show, like how hell in a cell should be like the, the end all be all for these big main event feuds. You know, it should be like the big blow off, but like now they've made it a pay-per-view to where they have to do these hell in a cells, whether the, whether the storyline calls for it or not. And the fact that they are just doing them on like weekly television now is just kind of like, I don't know. It really ruins the mystique. It just kind of makes it feel like not special, like a hell in a cell. You should be like, oh, my God. Like when you see that 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 cell just like drop down on you, it should strike fear. Yes, structure. (laughs) It should strike fear in your heart, you know, but it's just like now we've overplayed it. And it's like, ah, we've seen all the spots. We've seen all the gimmicks. We've seen all the things like and when you just do it like three nights in a row, it's like, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah I don't a, know why. If I was still shocked that we actually saw the bell ring on Roman and Ray on Friday yeah. night. I don't know why they couldn't have just had, you know, do some sort of swerve with Paul Heyman working the contract and have it be Roman and Dom on Friday. And Ray's got to sit there and watch Roman, you know, beat the shit out of his son inside the cell for 15 minutes. Think about how much more pumped everybody would have been to see Ray and Roman yeah, finally exactly. go out on Sunday yeah. if that was the case. But no, nah, they just they straight up had their match and. Roman made him tap, and that was that. Yeah. That was, was that, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was going to be opposite. I thought, uh, I thought he was going to do that, beat beat uh, Ray Mysterio, and then uh, Dominic was going to face him at Hell in a Cell on Sunday. That would have been pretty interesting if they did that, but uh, they obviously didn't go that route. Uh, the only, I mean, the only bad match, um, just to piggyback off of Sheena, was the Alexa Bliss Shayna Baszler mm-hmm. match. I think pretty much every other match was solid. Uh, yeah, the, what, yeah, yeah, from what I've seen. So, like, the main event was awesome. Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre. Obviously, we didn't. Obviously, we're kind of sick of seeing them face each other. But that that That's match was the actually really really of good. Cinch. Yeah, <laughs> um, I hated this awesome feud though because it has been a great feud. It's really been yeah. career defining for Bobby Lashley. I hated seeing it end on a freaking distraction roll up though. You know, with MVP yeah. grabbing Drew's leg and then Bobby Lashley just hitting the schoolboy. That seemed kind of a. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. a real weak way, but I suppose they wanted to protect Drew. You know what I mean? They still yeah. have high hopes for him. I think yeah. we may see him coming going over to SmackDown sooner or later. Yeah, I see, I, I feel the opposite. I feel like if you can just get, if like, well, how does that make Drew look? It makes Drew look like a goon. So he's just like, oh, I can get so distracted that you know he's just gonna like roll me up. Like, I, I, I well, that's still better than just getting knocked out cold. You know yeah, what I mean? Or getting tapping out to the uh, to the what is it? The hurt lock or whatever it is. The or, hurt lock. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. like, yeah, it saves him from like him wasting his finisher. Like hitting Bobby Lashley and Bobby Lashley kicking out out of a two I don't or something know. like I, that. I, if I was the a protection. wrestler, I would I would so much rather go out to someone's finisher than to be like you know oh what's that over there and then just like oh no I'm I'm caught in this roll up like ah True. you know like True, I, I just feel like that's so lame and it makes you look so weak you know like I mean if you take a super kick to the jaw or you know a freaking tombstone and it's like oh okay yeah well you know he dropped him on his head of course he's gonna be out but like getting yeah, rolled up right. I'm like it's if ridiculous. I, I'm going the, if I'm a wrestler I'm going the Hulk Hogan route you never get me down looking at the lights for three seconds even if you do <laughs> yeah, I'm kicking nope. out at three point zero one like like Hogan at WrestleMania six like, yep exactly. Exactly. Yeah, no, like what happened? That. That's no, how you stay strong. <laughs> yeah. Everybody, everybody would want to face Sheena. She's like, oh yeah, she'll take your finisher. She'll get knocked out cold. You can be in a last man standing match. Yeah, she'll, she'll she doesn't. Like she doesn't want to take a roll up. She wants to get beat clean. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be not knocked out. I want little like stars and birds like flying around my head. You know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, other than, other than that, uh, I'll probably say for my match of the night is probably the opener. I'm gonna go with a. Uh, Bianca Belair and Bailey. Yeah, that's that my match, match of the re- night too. Yeah, that match good. was really awesome. Um, 
she showed Shout out, out to Bailey taking that KOD onto the ladder, man. Oh I know she gosh. had to, she had an appointment with a chiropractor first thing Monday morning. Yes. There's no way that did not hurt. Dude, she she's yeah. just amazing. Bailey is just so incredible. And I think her ability to elevate Bianca in this match really just showed how talented she is. I mean, because Bianca's great. Like, don't get don't get it twisted. But just having a veteran like Bailey who is just so good and so yes. flexible, like to no matter who she works with, like she just makes them better. I think, yeah, it, it, they are, they were a good match together. I really, to, really enjoyed that match. I think they need to send Bailey over to Raw and like smack some sense into the uh, women's division over there because it's a little, uh, little, little haywire. We'll say we need, we need <laughs> Bailey. You want to see, uh, you wanna see Bailey versus up. Dewdrop? That's what you're telling me. I mean, I mean, if that's what it takes um, mm. for for to for her to to regain some order over in that women's division on Raw, then. Yeah. By golly. Hey, uh, speaking do of Dewdrop, we do got to give credit where credit's due. It, that looks like it's not going to be, uh, you know, a serious name. We saw Piper start to introduce herself on Monday night as yeah. uh, Piper Nevin and get cut off. So it's definitely yeah, the better, the best explanation of that that could have happened for sure. But I think it's, you know, it is telling that everybody just assumed like, oh yeah, WWE's just naming this person Dewdrop now, and that's going to be it. But looks like we do got to eat a little bit of crow after shitting on the Dewdrop name uh, last week. Yeah. We'll it's see. still bad, though. I mean, I don't know. Well, no, I think it's no, I think it's going to be good because it's now it's not her name. It's a stupid nickname that even Marie just made up for, you know, so true. I get that. But also, like, we still haven't established, like, why these two people are even like if if clearly Piper Piper is like already after their first appearance together, she's already annoyed with Eve Marie. So, like, why is she even hanging out with her? They don't have any like long story. Eve Marie's like, why an are they- influencer. Why do people follow influencers on Instagram? Most of those people are the worst. But uh, that's true. true. Yeah, that's a good angle to come from it. Like, you know, they keep watching, keep hanging out, even though they hate these people, you know? Yeah, she's got it's actually a really, a really cool, unique gimmick for a heel in 2021 as, you know, an annoying social media influencer. And now she's got, you know, this follower that's going to slowly, slowly turn on her. So I'm intrigued to see where it goes, you know, and any, you know, even Marie on my TV, that's never a bad thing. Wow, wow. I guess uh, you guys are talking about Bailey. Keep her in mind because we're a few weeks away from the end of the uh, the pandemic era in wrestling. We're gonna have to give our our panties. We're gonna have to do our the the awards for uh, all the best <laughs> the of the panties. the pandemic. And I'll give you guys a spoiler alert. Uh, Bailey is gonna be one of the nominees for you know the best wrestler of the pandemic era because she's definitely been yeah. one of the MVPs on WWE television. Um, yeah. Let's put a bow on Hell in the Cell. I'll leave you guys with this. You guys know where I stand on it. I've spoke about this a few times. Marker, I'll start with you. Should Hell in a Cell be retired as a standalone pay-per-view each year? Yes. Without without question. Yeah. Okay. Um, yes, <laughs> I mean, anything to elaborate on? on, on that no, I mean, I think I, I think Marco, like, I mean, I kind of ta- touched on it earlier, how it just, it's just, it should be something special. It, d- it should not have to have its own pay-per-view. Like, we shouldn't even yeah. see Hell in a Cell every year, I don't think. No. I think it yeah, should Hell be- in a Cell should be something you see every kind of 18 to 24 months, you know? When, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, definitely no more than once a year. It's the the hottest of the hot feuds, and it's something that gets bust out, and it should and, be a big deal. And think about how freaking awesome it would be if, like, they didn't do this every year and didn't have a Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. If, like, on a, a random, not a random, I guess, but, like, on a Monday night where they have this feud that's built up, they're like, you know what, we're going to have a Hell in a Cell on Monday Night Raw. Like, that would pull ratings out the ass you know like oh, yeah. people would people would tune in to see that yep. um and i just feel like there's just such a huge missed opportunity by dragging this cell out this structure out every year <laughs> yeah if they want to and if they want to have a gimmick pay-per-view each year like 
Dude, let's bring back the Battle Bowl. I've been saying it for years, man. Bring back the WCW-style Battle Bowl. That is one of the best uh, events they ever had. You got tons of storylines that can be built off of this event, and uh, it would just be incredible, you know? Um, yeah. You guys got any ideas for some pay-per-views you would like to see brought back? I mean, I, they already brought back war, uh, not war games, uh, Halloween Havoc, which I wanted, you know, and I think yeah. NXT, as much as I would like to see it on the main roster, um, a Halloween Havoc pay-per-view, I feel like NXT is definitely going to do it more justice as far as like going all out with the theme and going all out with like, you know, the the gimmick matches and whatnot. I feel like it's it's definitely better served in, in NXT. But yeah, for an Oct- well, Hell in a Cell is typically the October pay-per-view, but uh, yeah. for an October pay-per-view, it's definitely uh, Halloween Havoc. Mm. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing them bring King of the Ring back. You know what I mean? King if we, of the if Ring we need something awesome. for the June. I think the only time they did it was the year that Brock Lesnar won it in 2002. But imagine if you had King of the Ring to kind of be the summer version of the Royal Rumble. So you got the Rumble where the winner gets the world title shot at WrestleMania. And then the winner of King of the Ring gets a world title shot at SummerSlam. Like, that would yeah, be awesome. Man. That would Perfect be awesome. Way. Yeah, for every way to build somebody up. And then you could you got tons of different ways you can go with the storylines for the losers. So. Yeah. yeah, I just think there's a better way to do it than I, I hate the Hell in the Cell and the TLCs and really the Elimination Chamber, too. Elimination yeah, Chamber elimination makes a little chamber bit more too, sense yeah. as uh, when you have two brands, you can use Elimination Chamber for whoever did win the Rumble. The other brand can crown their their number one contender for Mania that way. But even that, I like the Elimination Chamber when it was kind of the same way as the original Hell in the Cell. Just something yeah. that got busted out when the when the situation called for it. Yeah. All right. So let's move from a show that has kind of worn out its welcome to a show that is uh, just about to begin, AEW Rampage. Uh, we got the details this week. It's going to be kicking off on TNT on August 13th at 10 p.m. on Friday night. Uh, if you keep up with the ratings at all, you know, Friday night has not been kind to Dynamite since Mm-mm. they moved to that during the NBA playoffs. Uh, Marco, what do you think, man? Is this time slot going to be a death blow before this thing even gets started? Uh, quite possibly, yes. Because um, I think, uh, wasn't isn't uh, 205 Live? Isn't that sort of like the 10 o'clock show, too? Yeah, because it comes on right after SmackDown. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, it's it's definitely a... I mean, we'll see, depending on what they're going to have for uh, for any, like, marquee matches and stuff like that. But, yeah, 10 o'clock is usually definitely a death blow for, for wrestling. I think you're pretty much tapped out uh, by the 10 o'clock hour, especially if you're watching... Uh, a whole week's worth yeah, of wrestling and 10 up o'clock on a Friday. I, I, I yeah. still, I mean, how long has SmackDown been on Friday? And I still oh, cannot get it in my battle rhythm. It's like every Friday, mm. I'm like, oh crap, SmackDown's on. Like, I'll just like get on uh, Instagram or Twitter and I'm like, oh crap, people are watching SmackDown, you know, I'm like shit. So I, like, especially at 10 o'clock, it's not, it's yeah. not going to be good for me. And I, I, I have like, had to catch up on dynamite these last couple of weeks. Like I have not watched it live at 10 o'clock and I dynamite was a show that I watched every single week on yeah. Wednesday. And I have not watched it since it's been in that Friday time slot, you know, and just like, kind of like caught up online and I always forget, you know, cause like if you don't catch it on Friday, like, you know, the weekends get busy, it's summertime, you know, we're out doing things. So it's like, we're not sitting down to watch dynamite on like Saturday or Sunday. So it's just kind of like, exactly. it gets lost. It gets lost in the shuffle, you know? And then, you know, by the next week, it's like already time for the next week of wrestling shows. So yeah, I, yeah. I do not like this 10 PM Friday time slot at all. Sheen, what do you think is something it needs to do if it's going to have any chance of succeeding? You got any ideas? 
I mean, I think they're just really going to have to like bring their A game and just like make it be any like anything can happen on Rampage. Like I feel like it's going to have to be like you you show up and watch Rampage and like titles can change hands, like things like it's going to it's got to be exciting, you know, like they can't just do slow builds like they do a lot of times on on Dynamite. Like it's got to be something that is must watch TV because otherwise again it's just going to get get lost in the shuffle. Yeah, I think uh a couple things. I think they need to have uh, a unique look. It doesn't need to look just like Dynamite because then I think people are going to just uh, assume that it's kind of like a second rate show or just the leftovers from Dynamite. I think right. it needs to have something visually to differentiate it in, in a dynamic way. And then the other thing, it needs to be tied in with Dynamite as well. You know, I think Dynamite, yes. unless unless yes. I've missed something, you know, Dynamite's always been the A show. You need to have storylines carry over. I think that's kind of one of the fatal flaws that. Um, wrestling companies have had when they've made you know kind of b and c shows over the years is that they want to make the show its own which means you create you craft these unique storylines and push different wrestlers for that which is cool to a point but if the show's totally self-contained you're not gonna have any carryover um from the wednesday audience you know what i mean from whatever your a show audience is you need to have like whatever's happening with you know kenny and mox or you know, the Young Bucks and the Lucha Brothers, whatever the case may be, make sure that there's some compelling stuff that people need to see that's happening on that Rampage show also. So they got a reason to tune in because um, if you make it strictly, you know, strictly all unique storylines on on the Rampage show, then there's not going to be any reason for Dynamite fans to to tune in if those storylines don't happen to appeal to them. So yeah, yeah. That's what I, think. I think you I think you'll you'll see that a lot more because, I mean, Turner owns both TNT and TBS. So it's not like uh You know, it's not like USA and Fox where like, you know, you have like these specific talents. Like, I feel like they're going to be able to talk about it and promote it more. I mean, you never hear them like promote SmackDown on Raw and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I think it's just going to be where they're like talking about, oh, we're going to blow, you know, something's going to happen on Rampage. So they're going to be promoting this on. I mean, I would I would think so that they're going to promote this on Dynamite. Yeah. And it's 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 live, too. So that that week I'm actually looking at it right now uh, because it's at it's in Pittsburgh. I'm at the Peterson uh, Peterson Event Center. Um, so Wednesday of that week, which is August 11th, they'll be doing Dynamite. And then uh, Friday, August 13th, will be the uh, premiere of Rampage. So, I mean, it is Britt Baker's hometown, so they'll definitely have something planned for her that night, I'm assuming, uh, on the first night of the uh of the, uh, yeah, I'll definitely be. I'll, I'll watch it. You know, the debut because I, I want to see what they're what they're bringing to the table. But yeah, it's just it's just gonna be. I mean, Friday yeah. Friday at ten. Friday at ten is a tough a tough it, watch. You know, another thing. Yeah, another thing too we're forgetting is that this is it's in August, so it's gonna be well into the swing of like live wrestling cl- crowds back again. Mm-hmm. Um, so there'll be some excitement in that sense. Like you'll be able to like actually gauge what's going on in the ring um, with uh, with how the crowd reacts and stuff like that. So. Um, I'm excited for it. I mean, I mean, AEW's doing their thing. I mean, they're definitely, I mean, they, we didn't talk about this last week. They, they, uh, dropped a, uh, kind of like a trailer or like a, uh, um, like a making of video of their, uh, video game with, uh, Darby Allen. Did you guys? Yeah, it looks pretty good. Yeah. That? Yeah. yeah, so like, yeah. So they are doing some things that I'm pretty excited about. And, you know, I mean, True, it's not another, yeah, it's not another you- wrestling company 
throwing a show out there. It's AEW. You have to be careful yeah. though, because you can be a victim of your own success. I think that's where yeah, a lot of people true. run into problems. You know, it's like, oh, well, this is doing really well. People really like this. Like, let's expand it and go over here and do this. And so then once you expand, shout like, out to WCW. Yeah, yeah. You kind of you you can't really focus any like you're not giving all of your love and attention to one thing. You're spreading yeah. it thin, and then you're not giving a hundred percent to anything, and then everything kind of just like falls in and collapses on itself. So you kind of have to be careful with like this. And I guess it's not super quick. I mean, AEW's been around for a little while at this point, but just like all the things they're doing. I mean, they have four shows. You know, they have two internet shows right now, um, Dark and Dark Elevation, and then now they got two TV shows and you know all all the things. And I don't know what the plans are for the future, but yeah, you get you sometimes you have to be cautious when you just start like blowing shit out of the water, you know? True. It's time for the weekly beverage break. Let us know how you guys are liking the remix. I told you guys we ditched future because uh, we plan to continually grow this show. And we don't want any heat with his lawyers. You know, <laughs> Future's been in the game for a while. I'm not trying to go back and have our entire back catalog scrubbed from the internet. Um, <laughs> right when we get our big break, you know. So shout out to the anonymous YouTube user that made this dope, dope remix uh, using the original Mask Off sample. Beside what we're drinking this week, Marco, we'll start with you, man. What are you sipping on? Uh, I'm sipping on some uh, some Dream Team. Um, nice. Summertime, Summer Olympics. You got a... Lone Pine, I think, right? Yeah, I think it's uh, Dream Team Summer. Yeah. So, uh, uh, DTS, <laughs> Dream Team Summer. I'm coining that phrase right now. <laughs> so, uh, we're gonna sip on that. But uh, I was actually thinking we could probably use those. You ever watch those uh, YouTube videos? I'm, I'm, just, I'm assuming you guys do. But like, like any any one of those kids videos, they have that like that free to use music where you can just yeah, use yeah. it. You just do that. Use uh, yeah, the, un, the unlicensed music. Yeah, yeah we're, we're, trying trying to, we're trying to set a vibe here, though, man. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely the vibe I want for the beverage break. You know, you don't want like any uh, the wheels on the bus. No, no, we don't need no. We background. don't need no bootleg Coco Melon. <laughs> we need, we need okay. a jazz flute, man. We gotta yeah, have man. the jazz flute. <laughs> yeah. So you know what are you drinking? So I am drinking a uh, skinny margarita. So I got a little spindrift, a little lime spindrift, a little Terramana tequila with a little Grand Marnier in there, and uh, some ice and fresh lime juice. Uh, it's it's hitting. It's delicious. Nice. And I'm drinking it out of my Hydro Flask pint that's got my Turnbuckle Tavern sticker on it. Every time yeah. Brett sees this sticker, he says, Turnbuckle, that's Turnbuckle Tavern. That's Turnbuckle <laughs> Tavern. Um, so yeah, shout out to those guys. And yeah, this, this skinny margarita is good, good stuff. Yeah, and I'm keeping the uh, the summertime vibes going as well. I've had a rough week at work, and as much as I love all my fancy craft beers and the different complex brews, uh, the the quickest thing to get me into relaxation mode is an ice cold uh, Corona and lime. So I got me a yeah. cooler full of Corona and limes right next to me, and that's what I'm gonna be sipping on the rest of the show. Let's keep it moving. We saw the long-awaited, I guess, maybe. I don't know. I was kind of intrigued. I was intrigued when I thought it was going to be Tessa Blanchard. And then when people came out, we're like, no, it's definitely not Tessa Blanchard. I was like, well, we'll see what it is. The Diamond Mine debuted at the end of NXT this week. So for those that missed it, this is a faction that apparently is going to be led by Roderick Strong. And it features Tyler Rust and Hideki Suzuki. So, Sheena, what's your all-time favorite Hideki Suzuki match? You know... That one that he uh he won that one, remember? <laughs> and then they got Malcolm <laughs> Bivens as their manager. Uh, Marco, we'll start with you, man. What's kind of what's your prognosis for the Diamond Mine? Yeah, I I I feel like they're starting off on shaky ground, man. It seemed like the crowd was just kind of like 
what when when these guys came out again you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna cut them some slack because that nxt crowd is still not doing it at all so we, we've established <laughs> this already yeah so we can't get we can't gauge the uh the impact by the nxt crowd but, right were, now. We but a- were you moved by this when you saw I, it, I was. I, I mean, I wasn't moved. I was actually excited <laughs> to see uh, Roderick Strong back, though. That was yeah, one of the. Uh, I agree. Uh, good things. I do love uh, Malcolm. I love. I love the fact that he, uh, hopefully he gets that. He's he's an awesome manager. He's. I mean, he obviously had some some misses with some other tag teams and stuff like that. But um, I mean, I, I love him as a as a mouthpiece. Um, I kind of see them as a like an America. I mean, a, a state a United States version of the. Uh, of the um, Imperium. Imperium, dude. I was, I, I literally, I thought that was my first thought. I was like, dude, they they broke up Imperium, so now they need another tra- uh, faction with tracksuits. You know, like, they yeah. really like they really like the look of the tracksuits, but for whatever reason, they just had to like you know bust up Imperium. So yeah, yeah they think, they brought uh, they brought back the tracksuits. I mean, I think they have a cool look, um, and I, I mean, like I said, the impact wasn't like the greatest of impacts uh, from a from a faction, but. I mean, I'm, I'm excited. excited. To see I'm what excited they do. for Roddy. Yeah, I think yeah. this is a really good opportunity for Roddy. I'm not going to crap on it. I'm, you know, I'm going to be open minded. I love a good faction, so I'm definitely not. Um, you know, I'm not trying to put this spark out before it even begins. But yeah, it, it's just kind of like I, I don't know yeah. what to expect. You know, but I think with Roddy in charge, I think it could be it could be really interesting. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I, I I'm in wait and see mode on this. I just. I mean, Tyler Rust and Hideki Suzuki with Roderick Strong. I just, I can't, I don't know. I feel like this is something that should be on 205 Live instead of NXT. And you guys know me. I'm typically the optimist when it comes to, to new debuts. I mean, I was hyping up Dewdrop about 15 minutes ago on the podcast. But uh, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm skeptical, but we'll see where it goes. Like I said, maybe, they're, and there's still time, you know, they can still bring in Tessa, which I think that would be awesome. That'd be something to really uh, give NXT some juice and I think get people tuning in on Tuesday nights. Let's keep it moving on to Money in the Bank 2021. This is going to be a huge show. It's going to be the first pay-per-view since WrestleMania that has live fans there. And yep. the card is starting to come together. We'll start with the biggest match so far that's been announced for the WWE Championship. Bobby Lashley is defending against Kofi Kingston. Sheena, do you think we're about to see Kofi Mania Part 2? I mean, I wouldn't be mad at it. I think, uh, I think a little... I think Kofi deserves a uh, a second chance. You know what I mean. So I, I'm I'm here for that. And uh, but I, I don't I don't think that's going to happen. But I I would be here for it if it did. I feel like MVP's yeah. kind of been planting the seeds for a Kofi heel turn. You know, Kofi's he's never even been a heel aside from the the early like New Day months. I feel like, I really feel like it was only about six or seven months that they were actually heels. Yeah. Um, since then, he's you know been the babyface of all babyfaces. But MVP, you know, he's had all the backstage uh, clips, kind of planting doubt in his head and stuff. Like you know, why are you why are you still with these guys after all this time? I, I could see you know maybe Kofi comes up short and that frustration causes him to turn to the dark side, and maybe side up with uh, with MVP and Bobby. But yeah, I agree. I you know this is my official prediction yet because I want to see what the next few weeks hold. But I have a hard time seeing him taking that strap off of uh, off Lashley. How about you, yeah. Marco? What do you think? Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, just off of the, uh, just how the storyline's going, he's definitely going to take a beating. I'm not sure. It's gonna, <laughs> not going to be a Brock Lesnar. Uh, Squash eight, style. Eight, yeah, eight second match. Um, he's going to obviously have some offense in there. But uh, I think, I mean, my, the way I'm booking this is I'm thinking, I'm thinking Big E's making his way to Raw at some point. 
because um, they're uh, they're supposedly doing a after SummerSlam another uh, Raw draft or uh, draft WWE draft. So I'm thinking he moves over to Raw, and uh, something happens where he's he's going to defend his uh, his New Day brothers. Yeah, um, that could be cool. If we can't if we can't get Brock for SummerSlam, I would love to see Biggie and Bobby Lashley. That'd be pretty yeah. dope. And I think uh, I mean. A lot of people are going with the, you know, biggies in a face Roman Reigns for the universal title. I think that's that uh, for me, it's dead that idea, but him, him winning the WWE championship, I think is, is going to happen at some point. And I think it's, it takes him moving to raw um, to either face Bobby Lashley. And if Kofi Kingston, you know, gets out and it turns, turns bad or whatever, he has to, maybe he has to go through Kofi Kingston to get that title shot, you know, with Xavier, like in the middle, like, Hey, what the hell are you guys doing? Type of thing. So that's my own. That's my uh, new day heel turn booking. Because a lot of people always thought like you know Big E was going to be the uh, the heel, the turn heel. But you're, you're probably right. It probably is going to be Kofi. At that, I point. think it it's would be a big. I think it would be a bigger impact if it was Kofi. I don't know why. Yeah. I just feel like like Kofi is like the one who I just feel like he's kind of like the anchor of the group or something, well, you know? And I just yeah. feel like if if he does the heel turn, it's definitely going to have a bigger impact than what? than if E did it. And also, what I'm thinking is too. Another thing is a swerve. Xavier, swerve, bro, swerve, bro. Mm-hmm. Xavier turns on Kofi Kingston and joins MVP. I could see that. That, that would that would hurt. That would really uh, hurt. Like that would hurt. That would, that would stab you right in the heart, right? He, he, exactly. he could be like, uh, he uh, he could get mad at Kofi. Like Kofi, you just sat there outside the cell and watched yeah, you get did, my ass yeah. kicked. You didn't even try to get in there. You just watched. But, yeah. Well, again, like if you listen to their podcast, he's like he always talks about that, like. He's the forgotten one in yeah. the new day. Yeah. Like yeah. The focus is always on Big E. He has a built-in, yeah. He has a built-in storyline, and he yeah. would be the he would be the perfect one because his just like ability to like talk on the mic and, and he's know, awesome in the ring. His, he's like yeah, he proves it time in and time out. Oh yeah, he, he had a, he had an awesome match on Monday. Like he he's mm-hmm. just he's amazing. But at the same time, like I just feel like he he would be so good as a just pissed off sniveling. Oh, it might heel. happen. I yeah. think that's gonna happen. We'll 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 keep an eye out for the summer. Like see see how the storyline unfolds and see what happens. But yeah, I mean the swerve would be Xavier Woods turning heel and yeah, he could just go ranks. full heel and like you know just get rid of oh, the trom- get rid of the trombone and get a trumpet or something. You know, just like <laughs> to fully fully change it up. Just get rid of Francesca two or three yeah, or whichever one it. this is. Yeah. Uh, just like break her down. Since we're uh, fantasy booking, I'll, I'll go back in time. I, I still think they missed the opportunity for the ultimate heel turn, not having New Day turn on Kofi at WrestleMania 35 against Daniel Bryan. You know, oh imagine imagine Kofi, you know, hits Trouble in Paradise and he's pin, you know, he gets the two count and all of a sudden Xavier Woods pulls the ref out of the ring. And then while the ref's distracted with Xavier Biggie comes in, just lays out Kofi. Like, oh my gosh, I, I could just, it would be nuclear, man. They, I don't, I don't think Biggie and Xavier would have made their way out of uh, MetLife oh, Stadium that night. They'd, they'd, be tears. That. they'd be tears in that audience. There was tears <laughs> in that audience anyway from him winning. Imagine yeah. if that actually happened. Oh my God. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, I, uh, I'm definitely glad to see Kofi back in the main event, man. That's been a big criticism of mine for the last going on almost two years now in WWE yeah. is that Kofi, you know, he wins the belt in this awesome moment, one of the best moments of the last six or seven years in WWE. And then he did the impossible, man. He st- he stayed over as a babyface the entire time of his title reign and never yeah. got stale. The fans were behind him the entire time. And then, you know, unfortunately, he got squashed by Brock Lesnar in eight seconds. I, that's still, you know, one of the oh. most questionable decisions WWE's had the last couple of years because I get it, man. Brock's going to win, but you could at least have Kofi put up a fight. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. He's your Kofi champion. Kofi earned that. 
Kofi earned that, man. And, um, <laughs> but the the thing that pissed me off was that I think Kofi was off TV for like a week, and then two weeks later he's back backstage just uh, you know cla- clapping it up with Xavier Woods and going back for the tag team belts again. Like nothing ever changed. Never you know? even it acknowledged like, it. Yeah, like yeah, never it was even like really that, talked about it. Yeah, that it. title reign didn't change his character whatsoever, and that kind of annoyed me. You know, I thought I thought Kofi. I don't know. I just felt like it's he, like it didn't even hurt him. You know what yeah, I mean? He like, tried yeah. to play it off like, oh yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. But I'm like, dude, you should be freaking pissed. You know what I mean? Like you should be so upset by that. You know, and he, yeah, yeah, he never just, got his you know, up. Let's see him. Yeah, let's see him see seem dejected, you know. Be you yeah. know, if, he, if he's not gonna be pissed, be sad for a couple months, you know, True, and then let's yeah. let us go on this comeback story with you. You know, let let Xavier and Biggie, you know, have to talk you into going back in for the tag team belts and stuff. So oh, I don't man. know. That's just uh my two cents, man. I just I think uh yeah, I'm glad to see Kofi back in the main event because I think it's where he belongs, man. We were on the Kofi train before Kofi Mania was even a thing. Like we'd always yeah. been saying, Kofi Mania deserves a shot in the or Kofi Kingston deserves a shot in the main event. So I mean, I'm glad to see him back there, and uh, hopefully it's a good match. Yeah, he's from he's local. He's from my neck of the woods, so I'm always always room for uh, Kofi. He went to uh, he went to high school like a town over from me, so from where I live. Nice. So it's, uh, but um, yeah, the, you guys actually just brought up an awesome idea that I just just thought of. So what if Brock Lesnar does come back, faces uh Bobby Lashley at SummerSlam, but at by that time, you know, we're not sure if Kofi's gonna turn heel or not. And uh, you know, Brock Lesnar has uh has Bobby Lashley on the ropes and then someone someone uh someone helps Bobby Lashley retain his title and that guy is Kofi Kingston because <laughs> of that time be he awesome. got squashed. That would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> if they do that Oh man, that would be That'd some be... serious uh, long-term storytelling. But retribution, yeah, I, retribution. Yeah. If uh, if that happens, <laughs> it'd be it'd be you know all, the the history books would be written. All will be well again in the land if Kofi <laughs> costs Brock Lesnar that title. If that does yeah. happen, but we might see Brock and Money in the Bank. I could totally see that if you know. Uh, oh no, not Bobby another. gets past Bobby gets past Kofi, and then Brock's music hits. I could see it. It's I think Money in the Bank's in Fort Worth, so I don't know if Fort Worth's the kind of town that you know Brock deems worthy of him showing up and making an appearance. But uh, yeah, but yeah, if they're gonna if they're gonna do Brock and Bobby Lashley at SummerSlam, we got to get this build going. So I know the rumors have been out there that Brock's coming back, but but nothing concrete yet. Um, if you guys, we'll, we'll go back. Let's get out of fantasy booking mode and just go straight into fan mode. Uh, Sheena, you can hand pick Mister Money in the Bank for 2021. Who are you going with? Um, probably Matt Riddle. I think. Mm, okay. uh, yeah, I would. I would like to see Matt Riddle have Money in the Bank for sure. I, I just don't. I just don't want it to be someone like Randy Orton or Drew McIntyre or you know what I mean. Like I want those guys. Like I want this to be something that like actually give someone that needs an opportunity an opportunity versus like just giving the same old dogs a bone, you know, like I just feel like this should be something that really offers something, an interesting storyline or a path for, for someone in the mid card. Huh? Marco, I would agree with you there. I do. I I do love, uh, do love having a young, a young blood winning that, uh, also, the arcade Money pro the merch has been really, really cool. Yeah, I mean, it. Yeah, it, I mean, I like the idea of a young, a young guy, you know, taking the reins. But you need someone that's gonna, you know, bring some life, bring some personality oh, to that. Uh, to that. Why are you saying, "Oh boy"? You don't even know I my answer. I don't know. I you're, feel, you're starting. I feel you're like starting you're to set us up for something, man. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold. Stay with me here. You know, come on in. Jump in the car. That's fine. Jump in the passenger seat. All right. So. 
What if this guy wins? Seth Rollins. Oh my gosh, yeah. Okay. I, would have, the I, would have, I would have but, tears, man. I would have but tears. He, but here's the thing. Here's what I'm hoping. If he does win, um, we're not even sure if he's in it yet because he there's no qualifiers for SmackDown yet. But I'm assuming he's going to make his way into Money in the Bank. And if he does, each week he comes out with a briefcase that matches his suit. Oh my gosh. That would be the most I amazing thing ever. Like he, it. It's going to be a different briefcase every yeah. time he appears on SmackDown. And that would be would, awesome. So I would pop so hard for that. Yeah. And of course. Win. Yeah. Just I wasn't alone. even. Yeah. Rollins is like the exception. Like I, I was talking about, I don't want the main event guys in there. Yeah. Rollins is always the exception. Like if He's Rollins can be Mr. Money in the Bank, then absolutely. It's yeah. been seven years, man, since Seth Rollins was Money in the Bank. That's so. crazy that it's, it's been, been a long seven time. freaking years. And Speaking it, of which, we are going to be making a guest appearance on next week's episode of the Extra Cooler Show. And yes. the match we're going to be watching is Money in the Bank 2014. So we encourage all the Chick Foley listeners to uh, to go and give that match a watch, and then uh, jump on over to the Extra Cooler Show to uh, to watch along with us, and uh, you know, just following all the uh, the discussion and yep. hijinks from from that match. So yeah, I like it, man. Seth Rollins is a crazy pick. If I had to, uh, if I had to go with somebody, I would say. I think Jay Uso, man. I don't know how you get him into that match, but uh, yeah, I think Jay Uso. I think that could be really compelling. Imagine Jay Uso with the briefcase, and you know he could he could maybe be reluctant or whatever, and then he's got Jimmy like egging him on, like, "Hey, go ahead and cash this thing in." I just think there's a ton of uh, storytelling and oh yeah, and drama that you could have along with that, man. All right, you guys ready to move into Go Figure? Oh, wait, we forgot. We got an extra round of the Chick Foley Show Prediction Championship. Yeah, one, more. one match this Saturday. It's for the last time uh, before Dynamite goes on to a Wednesday. Uh, and they're in it with a bang. We got Jungle Boy versus Kenny Omega for the AEW Championship. Shinya, will go first. What's your prediction? Uh, this is really tough for me because... You guys know I love all things Jungle Boy. My heart is literally, you know, playing Tarzan Boy right now. Um, but my head is telling me that Kenny Omega is going to retain. Um, I just can't. I can't go against Kenny Omega. But uh, I, I, even if it, even if it loses me points and you know all the things, I'm okay with that. If Jungle Boy ends up winning, because I will be marking out the hardest uh to see jungle boy win i like it margo man all signs point to a uh to a to a jungle boy upset i think but um he he had a uh title match before right he faced not an aw world championship but he faced uh cody Rhodes for the tnt championship correct yes yes yeah so he has some some experience in a uh in a title match so you can give him that that little bit it's not like like it's his First time stepping in the ring, um, uh, going after a title. So you give him that that little bit, but um, yeah, yeah. I think you have to go with the. Uh, I think you have to go with Kenny Omega as the as retaining. You know, even if I mean it's going to be a great match. I I, I don't think it's going to be a squash by any means. Um, it's going to be. I think it's going to be a really awesome match. Uh, probably one of the best of the year. Um, yeah, it's going to be epic, dude. It. But um, yeah, there's so many shenanigans. It's, you know the young bucks, the good brothers, um, the hidden hand. All, everyone, like everyone's involved in these matches. Obviously, he has. You know, Marco Sun might make an appearance. He hasn't. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been around, so you might see him. But you know, obviously, he'll have Luchasaurus 
at ringside as well to, you know, keep things neutral, we'll say. But, um, yeah, it's going to be Kenny Omega, unfortunately. I mean, if it was later on in the year, yeah, um, I would probably say Jungle Boy, but it's too fast as for a for a turnaround in a yeah, uh, the, the wins match. are definitely in Kenny's favor right now. So it's yeah. it's just it's just hard for me to imagine him losing losing the AEW title for sure. Yeah, yeah, I think I think Jungle Boy is going to be a world champ someday, but I think we're probably a couple years away from that. And I think couple this is years. Gonna be, yeah, I think it's going to be a couple um, years. I don't know about a he couple had his, years. He had, you know, he uh, he fought Jericho for the belt. I thought, right? Yeah, I think he had one shot he the TNT a, title and one shot at. Uh, that was AEW early. Yeah, that was early. Oh, he on. did. I That's think right. it was. Yeah, yeah right. it was. Uh, yeah, I could see him did. being TNT champ, but I'm talking him being the world champ. Yeah, I think it's probably like a year or two away. I mean, I think yeah, he's going to get the belt first. Couple other people. He's he's going to earn this, and it's going to be awesome because he's an underdog. So I mean, he's he's always going to be the plucky underdog. He's never going to be. I don't think he's going to be. You know what Hangman is. I think I see him being something like almost like a Rey Mysterio type world champ. Somebody that gets so close year after year, and then you know when they finally win, it's going to be awesome. So. Yeah, this is going to be another kind of another brick in the wall and building that story. Um, but yeah, I don't see any way Kenny Omega drops the AEW championship to uh, yeah to Jungle Boy. Drop by and visit the Turnbuckle Tavern, where every Thursday we give you the most in-depth analysis of all things AEW, as well as dive into Impact Wrestling, NWA, and all things indie. If you like heated debates, compelling interviews, and a shot of nostalgia, you'll love the Turnbuckle Tavern. Available on Apple and Spotify. Drink it in. It always goes down smooth. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Go figures, where we cover the latest and greatest in the world of wrestling figures and talk about what we've each added to our own personal collections. Reminder, this segment is brought to you by our good friends at Ringside Collectibles, the number one worldwide retailer in wrestling figures. Use code Chick Foley to save 10% on all your orders at Ringside. And here we go. All right, Marco, take us away with figure news. All righty. Um, so we have the. Uh, oh, I got. I, told, I spoke about this last week. The uh, a boy and his dinosaur ringside exclusive two pack variant uh, is in stock at uh, Ringside Collectibles right now. Um, so yeah, definitely go pick that up. It's. I think I said this. It was kind of like the size. Like the the box is huge. It doesn't. It doesn't do it justice. It looks like a. Yeah. If you're looking at it, obviously on the website, it looks kind of small. It is a. It's almost like a shoe box, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like a a a sneaker box. box. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's pretty huge. Um, It's pretty awesome. Like I said, it's 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 great for you know MOC as well as um, um, non MOC collectors because it has the opening. You can actually see the uh, figures um, in the window and stuff like that. But either either or, I mean, it's it's definitely a great pickup. I actually got my. uh, Well, I'll I'll just say it now. I got my uh, notification for the original version of it so the non-variant version of uh a boy and his dinosaur so that's coming to my doorstep pretty soon which nice are you about. um are you keeping it moc or are you gonna bust it out i'm gonna i'm gonna bust that one out bust that one open um but uh i'm gonna leave probably the variant one closed we'll see we'll we'll see how it We'll, we'll see what happens i might change we'll, my we'll mind. just, we'll just let the let the winds go <laughs> take take yeah, us we'll, away <laughs> <laughs> We'll just open up the sales and see where the winds, winds take us. <laughs> um, but yeah, so definitely pick that up. 
Um, uh, oh, yeah. Actually, the other cool thing, too, is uh, AEW replica belts are uh, available for pre-order right now on uh, PWTs as well as uh, Shop AEW. Uh, did you guys get get to take a look at this? And- I took a look at that price tag, man. 700 bones. <laughs> yeah. I feel yeah. like if Kenny Omega himself was going to hand deliver me the belt to my house, I'd still have to stop and think about it for seven hundred bucks. Yeah, man. Like, it's that's, about that's, nine pounds too. It's a, it's a, it's pretty weighty. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it's going to be high quality, but that's just that's, the, yeah. that's a lot of money for a, uh, a collectible that's mostly just going to sit on a shelf somewhere, you know? Yeah, I mean, for the definitely for the belt collectors out there, I mean, I only, I only have one belt, and that's the uh, the the WWF Winged Eagle. Um, that's a that's one. a that's a replica, but. Uh, I mean, I mean, if I if I had the money, and um, I would definitely probably pick this up. I mean, it is a beautiful title. I mean, I, I have the uh, toy version of it, so I mean, that's that's as close as I'll get right now. <laughs> yeah, with the uh, the AW rec- uh, AW title, but um, I mean, you know, yeah, now definitely- that AW is making. Uh, I, I just literally had this idea just now as you're describing the belt, talking about how beautiful it was. Um, now that AW is getting into the Legends game, starting off with their uh, their Sting figure. What if AEW gave us an unrivaled figure of uh, Bret Hart from the debut of the AEW belt back at uh, the first Double or Nothing? Because you guys remember the Hitman was the one yeah. that, uh, oh my that brought God. the belt out. How so cool totally would that be? For, like, I mean, totally blocked that out of my memory. I don't, like, yeah. I don't know why I wasn't even thinking about that. Yeah, Bret Hart was all yeah. elite for, for one night only, man. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yes, he man, was. Imagine if we got Bret. I think he was rocking like almost like a snakeskin like, button-up or whatever. Yeah, yeah uh, he was. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that would no, be an awesome exactly right. old man Brett with the AEW title. I, I I would definitely buy it, man. Hey, uh, ringside exclusive Bret Hart. Uh, but uh, so you said even if Kenny Omega would deliver, what if Bret Hart delivered oh, this yeah. belt? I mean, I would empty out definitely the buy college it, right? funds. He wouldn't yeah. even have to bring the belt. I just said, if Bret Hart would come and like hang out with us for seven hundred bucks, like I would do. It. He wouldn't even have to bring the belt. He could just like come and have dinner and yeah. Hang so out. check the you guys check the uh, check the group text. Uh, I'm about to send you guys a picture just to refresh your memory of Bret Hart when he debuted the uh, the AEW title. So yeah, they, we could get it because it, it'd be similar to the Amazon exclusive Jericho that's releasing later on this year. He's rocking like a it's super loud, man. It's like a black and silver button up. Like the sleeves have like stripes, yeah, and it yeah. looks like there's like a flower print going down it. So it's almost like a He's the Jericho guy, dude. Yeah, it's like a Jericho type shirt. Yeah. It is on there, and that fig in that moment really kind of encapsulated like a lot of what we would see still to this day from AEW. Because remember, Brett, like he held the belt up for like you know the money shot, like showing it off, and right as he's going to do it, like they cut away cut to I think it was Hangman and Joey Janela like brawling in the corner, and so we never even got a clear look at the belt. You know, I remember everybody being pissed off that night, like we didn't really get to see it. You know, yeah. but. Uh, yeah, so I okay. That, I remember that moment. I'm gonna have to go back and watch that because I remember that moment being like awkward and me thinking like, "Oh gosh, like this is kind of you know, I don't know, not <laughs> not smooth, you know, as you yeah, want, as was, you would want yeah. Brett to be, you know, like I want, I always want Brett to come off like cool and like you know collected, and I just feel like some something. I remember something happening and bitch feeling like, eh. That wasn't great. Yeah, it was the camera work, man. They just they, they didn't even get like like I said, they didn't get the money shot, you know. So yeah, yeah, we need we need to make this happen, man. Ringside exclusive, Bret Hart, have him in the packaging, have him holding up the belt, you know. Like that's let, let's let's will that into existence. That needs to be the next figure that we make happen. If anybody's yeah, out if, there uh, listening well, right now, good friend of the yeah, show, Jeremy. Show Jeremy, <laughs> I was about to say that. Yeah, Jeremy, if you're listening, let's uh, let's get that going. That would be a, a definite, definite purchase. Him. Yeah, uh, wasn't it? Was MJF involved in that segment too, or no? Is 
Is that? Yeah, I think he was, man. I think it was MJ. I want to say it was MJF, Joey Janela, Hangman, and I can't remember who else was in the mix. Was that during like the crate and barrel or the Cracker Barrel? Um, no, that the Cracker Barrel thing. That was it all in in 2018. This was a double or nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I thought they had another Cracker Barrel match or something like that. It wasn't, I don't know. It wasn't like the original if they did. I mean, they were like literally throwing Cracker Barrels at each That's other true. during the, <laughs> that first match. That was actually pretty entertaining. It was entertaining. Um, <laughs> um, so we'll move on to the uh, to the Junk Shop Dog. Uh, we, we rarely talk about the Junk Shop Dog and his uh, figures. He actually has pretty awesome figures. Um, definitely go on uh, uh, Instagram. Check out Junk Shop junk shop dog and uh check out the uh, figures that he has they're pretty awesome um but he's actually coming out with a, a terry funk uh uh texas broncos days version so it's a they have a prototype of it now uh it's leading into his uh retirement in 83 um during his match in uh, all japan wrestling uh so i think it said late 2021 will be the release of it it looks pretty cool did you guys get to yeah see I'm looking the at it right it? now it is pretty cool i'm just uh I don't know. Have you uh, picked up any of these, Marco? No, I actually want to get the. Uh, uh, I want to actually want to get this one here for some. And some they're they're reason. based off the old Popey figures, right? That's yes. Kind of, yeah, and that which yep. were kind of for all intents and purposes the the original wrestling figure. So yeah, pretty cool. If I had a Popey collection, I would uh, I would grab these. I really love the the Jushin Liger and the the Bruiser Brody. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of out for now. If anybody. If any of our Foley fam listeners do collect these, um, shoot us some pics and let us know what you think about them. Let us know what they feel like in hand and stuff. Very, very cool though. I love the carding and everything. Like these, these would be highly collectible and they would look really great to get signed um, by some of these guys. So yeah, I, I'm a fan, even though I don't see myself collecting these anytime in the near future. Yeah, and I, they, I know he's uh, on his because uh, he had the like you said they had the Bruiser Brody. He had a uh, regular version and like a silver yeah version yeah. of it as well. Um, I think it, uh, I think you said it's like series two. I was reading that they're going to have a uh, dynamite kid and Terry. Well, Terry, this Terry funk here. So, uh, so dynamite nice. kids are part of that as well. So, um, I think they look pretty cool. I mean, I don't want to jump into another, uh, another collection. Uh, cause I think you can so much stuff coming out right now. Days. Yeah. You really got to yeah. pick and choose. Did you <laughs> and see he, the, uh, right before we went on the air tonight, the, uh, the AEW ring with Aubrey is up for pre-order now. Yeah, that's what, yeah. I was gonna actually, I was gonna add that. Yeah, so that's uh, that's up. It's uh, 99, uh, 99 up for our pre. I think it's like late November. Yeah. Later, the good thing November. about those rings, I'll say for anybody that hasn't had one, so it's based on the exact same mold as the old uh, Wicked Cool Toys ring. So yep. if you have any of those, there, there's a bunch of different event ring aprons and alternate ropes and turnbuckles you can get. So you can go on eBay. And I think there may even be some that are still available to purchase on ringside collectibles, but you can go and get um, like red, white, and blue ropes. You can get all yellow ropes. Like you can get NXT ring aprons, NWO. There's a lot of accessories that go along with those rings that'll work really nice. So you can really kind of uh, buy that as your base ring and then have a few different looks to go with it if that's something that appeals to you. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, so I was, I was going to actually say that if you go on his uh, junk shop dog on his uh, IG page, definitely. Uh, Buyer beware. There's a lot of uh, really cool figures that he posts on there for sale besides the ones that he creates himself. Um, a lot of like vintage um, figures in that same vein. So, uh, yeah, just just watch out. Your pockets will definitely uh, take a hit <laughs> if you if you scroll through his uh, his IG page. But, yeah, definitely, definitely take a look. There's a lot of cool stuff. He also sells like autographs and stuff like that, too. 
on the um, nice those shikishi boards. Um, so a lot of the a lot of the uh, wrestlers in Japan they sign these shikishi boards, and he sells a lot of those uh, signatures and stuff like there's that. Some, too, there's so. something out there for everyone, isn't there? I yeah, mean, no, definitely. Literally, yeah, people like there's so, there's something out there. People there's somebody that collects it. You know, it's yeah, like, no, that's, that's I mean that's exactly. I, I mean, I was looking at, it, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. That like it's just a signature. It's not you can like frame it or. You know, you definitely display that stuff too, as well. So, if you're a collector, not just a figure collector, definitely take a look at uh, Junk Shop Dog. Uh, he has a, some pretty awesome stuff. Uh, we haven't talked about this company in a, in a few weeks, I would say. Uh, Foco, uh, uh, WWE Limited Edition Sasha Banks bobblehead. Yeah, I think Ray uh, Mysterio was the last Foco that we yeah we talked about. But yeah, this one, I mean, it's pretty cool. Again, as, as usual, it's just it's one of those things. Like it looks really cool, but I don't know how the hell people are storing these things, you know? I mean, I think these are really made for like the hardcore bobblehead collectors, you know? Yeah. I mean, or collectors in general. I mean, if you're, if you're a collector, you'd, if it's in your if DNA to just buy like stuff. Bank specific, you know, I could see oh, yeah. having this, but yep. yeah, we talked you, about that with something else recently. I was like, you know, it, because we kind of collect a little bit of everything and we have certain displays in our, um, in our Mark cave that are, you know, dedicated. We have a Seth Rollins and we have a, you know, a, Bret Hart clearly, but uh, yeah, if you're like just specific, yeah, this would be so cool to add to your Sasha Banks collection or whoever, you know, Roman or Ray, but uh, yeah, to get all of these and, and they're 50 bucks a piece. Like that's the well, thing. It's just like, holy yeah. freaking smokes, dude. And they're limited too. So like it, it's, they're limited pieces. So they're not like mass production yeah. on these things. Like this one, I think it's like 288 pieces of this one. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's going to be limited. Them, they're probably going to be numbered as well. So, like I said, if you are a collector, and you, or if you're a Sasha Banks fan, or a Sasha Banks collector fan, yeah, this is blue, <laughs> definitely blue, hair, a, blue hair Sasha Banks. She's wearing purple ring gear with like pink piping on it. Got a gold yeah. jacket, and she's got her like standard like you know hands out boss pose. Um, and she's on like this little platform that looks like a stage, and it's got the Sasha Banks glasses. Um, Can you hit a button and hear Michael Cole say, "It's boss time"? <laughs> that, That'd be pretty. Cool. That would definitely be the icing on the cake or, for this, for or sure. Or if you, or if you hit a button and she goes mm-hmm, after she mm-hmm. takes a sip mm-hmm. out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, I don't know why she didn't come with the IPA accessory. Just, <laughs> <laughs> or you hit really a button on the back and it starts crying. Oh yeah, and flowers oh, and flowers pop out of the back. <laughs> yeah, she, oh it could be like you know, yeah, it tears and flowers. Like she starts crying and then flowers pop out of the back. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Sasha, we love we you, love, Sasha. Yeah, we love you, Sasha. I know you're listening right now. No hard feelings. Just just joshing you a yeah. little bit. Um, <laughs> so move on to our to one of our uh, friends of the show, Zombie Sailor Toys. Um, the Heels uh, and Faces line now live on Zombie Sailor for our pre live pal. It's Snap live, these things man. up, man. You guys are going to regret it if you sleep on these because it's going to be a little bit. But, you know, here in five or six months when we're all getting these figures, you guys are going to be bummed out seeing how amazing they are. And uh, you're going to be sitting there hitting up eBay and paying these scalper prices. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing else. I think we've talked about Zombie Sailor like every every week up to this point. <laughs> I'm not sure yeah. there's anything else to add. It's it's they're, they they look amazing. Just They're in, finally here. They're finally live. Yeah. Don't miss yeah. out. Yeah, definitely. Tell us about uh, the uh, that they they're actually going to open it up for the international market. Yeah, so uh, I, yeah, there was some uh, you know when you initially opened up the uh, you know the pre orders is only for the U.S. Uh, only, but um, uh, he was wheeling and dealing a little bit, and now he has an uh, <laughs> international 
uh, market pre-order. Uh, it's going to be available. God, man. Yeah. I don't know how many of you guys are on the WrestleFigs forums. That's really kind of yeah. like the number one place to discuss wrestling posts. Like, dude, the Brits were freaking pissed that these figures weren't going to be available to order in UK, man. I'm talking like, you thought it was going to be the War of 1812 all over again. Like, <laughs> they were not messing around. Like, I'm talking like... that. Yeah. The, so... There's a lot of drama on those message boards anyways. Like, you know, it's pretty humorous to just watch people get spun up. But like, I'm talking like the mods had to lock like three different posts because people were just fucking slaughtering poor zombie for not launching it, which like he zombie was has been very transparent with this line. He's talked like he's not I mean, he's not going to make a ton of money for every single figure that sells Mm -hmm. like the profit margins aren't the widest on these figures. And uh, for anybody that knows, you know, I sell the, I'm like ext- at the extreme, extreme amateur level, but I do sell like a fair amount of figures. And I can tell you guys, it's a pain in the ass shipping to the UK. So uh, not to get super oh, into yeah. the geopolitical stuff, but since Brexit, there's this new thing called the, the VAT uh, system in Britain where basically they're taxing it. Like, yeah. again, it's like the same shit that led to the Revolutionary War. They're taxing everything coming in the country. You pay like you know? half of what the, the item costs just for like in, <laughs> in taxes. Yeah. yeah. The last thing I tried to ship to uh, uh, my buddy um, Phil over in the UK got kicked back because. Uh, because we weren't specific enough on the customs forms because you got to get creative. You want to be as vague as possible because if they think you're shipping like valuable goods at all, you're going to have to pay a fucking tax on the uh, on the inbound shipment and stuff. So it's not easy, specifically with the UK. Other yeah. countries, uh, nothing's really changed, but specifically with the UK in 2021, it's kind of a pain in the ass. So I felt for Zombie because he was catching some serious heat, you know? Um, yeah. But he's like, he's like, dude, I've already gone through so much trouble getting this line off the ground like it just seemed like it was a bridge too far so shout out to him for making it happen for the fans i hope uh you know i hope all of our uk figure fans go and pre-order this because it couldn't have been easy getting everything set up we're gonna again we're gonna have zombie on the show here probably towards the end of july just to really kind of talk us through the whole process and all the headaches and hassles he faced um so i'm really interested to see what the what finally clicked to make this happen because for the longest time he was saying it just wasn't going to be an option for series one Oh yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, you could, you could, I'm on the website now that you could definitely still pre-order them. Um, the whole set too. So you can actually, um, pre-order all five of the figures that are available. And, um, I was, I, I think in our group chat earlier, I was, uh, maybe earlier in the week, there's a, just a, just the, the deep, the amount of detail that's going into these figures too. Um, and, and who he has on board actually creating these figure these figures, um, there's a lady called Jennifer Johnson. She's the, she does like all the paint apps for it. So if you actually go to her, her uh, Instagram is lucky Jenny 3000. If you go on there, you can actually see all these figures um, that she, that she's painted like pretty much all the, all the different, all the designs and all that stuff. She has a lot of different um, uh, prototypes for pretty much all the, all your favorite lines that are out that are all right now. So, I mean, you definitely take a look at her Instagram page to see the, uh, like the process and stuff like that. She has a lot of um, pictures of like the, the, a lot of the figures and stuff like that and all the, uh, the ones that were sent to her and things. So yeah, definitely it's, it's a, it's a lot of, uh, a lot of work goes into these figures and like, like um, Seth said, you know, he's not getting a lot of kickback off of these figures and they, and supporting them is going to help get other people on board, you know, like when other, when other like talents see how well this line sold and you know how, how excited people are and the enthusiasm around it, like they're going to be more apt to 
sign with zombie and yep. you know make make these deals happen and make these figures happen that we want so we can yeah. get the rest of the orange cards like with maybe yeah. we can finally get that king mabel hasbro yeah. you know we're gonna get that jeff jeff jarrett soon i yeah. mean his ron rudat uh, like are part of this line so like what more could you and it, you know like like you spoke about the you know the backlash on on the message boards and stuff like that that just shows that these are in high demand that just yeah. shows that they the, the people that are like they, they want these things. They want these figures. Um, and if that doesn't tell you enough that people are upset that weren't that, that he wasn't shipping, then, you know, I'm not sure what to, what to, what to tell you, but uh, yeah, definitely, definitely go to his website, definitely pre-order him or, you know, pick whatever one you want. Um, I know a lot of, I don't, it seems like Sabu's the, the popular of the group from what I've seen. And yeah, he, yeah he, in the he definitely said that he was media. the fastest selling. Yeah, and, uh, I'm thinking about getting a second Earl Hebner just to like maybe strap up some M80s or some other sort of fireworks to it. I would, you know, I still, I still have to sacrifice <laughs> an Earl Hebner figure for what he did. Uh, you know, swearing on his kids' lives to to Bret Hart that he wouldn't, he'd have no part in any funny business at uh, you know, at, at, at the big showdown well, in Montreal. You need, you need another one anyway, so you can do the famous Dave Hebner spot. You know what I mean? Oh, yes, right, they yeah. pay for so, the plastic surgery. surgery. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, you, you got to have two anyway for the collection. You got to have one Dave and one Earl. The yeah, oh, that's very good pretty point. awesome. Uh, man, all right, so uh, <laughs> we'll move on. Uh, we'll continue to talk about Zombie Sailor. So he uh, so he posted a uh, sculpted wax prototype uh, for the first ever officially licensed Dan Housen figure. Now I know we don't talk about Dan Housen a lot. On our on our podcast, but I'm pretty yeah, sure I've, most I've never actually fans... uh, I've never seen this guy wrestle, man. I've just I've seen the social media posts and I've seen the guy's whole persona, his look. Uh, he's cool, man. I'm looking forward to getting a figure of him. But yeah, I I can I can't even speak to his actual quality as a wrestler. But he's a hell of a character, man, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely head up the uh, you know obviously YouTube is a good good place to see him wrestle. He's actually really good. Um, he does uh, he does converse with uh, Jeremy Padauer a lot too on uh on twitter for what i've seen anyway so yeah he he seems really awesome like his his character seems pretty awesome he seems pretty awesome himself so i'm pretty excited like you said any any uh anyone that doesn't have a, a figure that that has the ability to have a figure made of them right now i think is is awesome just like just having this platform available you know because you know a lot of these guys won't see the light of day or gals won't see the light of day or have a figure made of them if they're not signed to, you know, like a WWE or AEW. So like, it's great to have like the zombie sailor toys and, you know, cello toys around to, yeah, it's, you know, it get really these is figures the, done. It's the golden age of figure collecting, man. You got, you got nerds, you got cello, zombie yeah. toys, junk shop dog, not even, you know, Mattel, Jazzware, super seven. Like, yeah, yep. the, the sky's the limit right now for the figures we're going to be getting over the next couple of years. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's, it's so awesome. Yeah. So jump on board if you're not already, Definitely, definitely damage your pockets uh, <laughs> jumping into this hobby, but it's worth it if you're if you pick your lane and you know uh, what you want to. You set know some what rules you for collect. yourself, man. You yeah. gotta set some rules to kind of cage in your collection. Yeah. And I, I will say, like we used to be straight up completionists when uh, when we were living in Hawaii, and when when we switched, that kind of gave us a natural spot to 
to do some reflecting while, you know, our entire collection was kind of boxed up for two months. I have enjoyed it so much more now that we've been a little bit more choosy and what we're adding to the collection. It's been, it's been a lot more fun. So true. Well, uh, and we, we restarted our collection before we had kids too. So, you know, it kind of was like yeah. a, uh, you know, a life shift whenever you start having like, you know, two little people running around, it's like, eh, you know, kind of yeah. changes things a little bit. Oh yeah, no, that, oh yeah, totally. And it, it just it, it makes it more fun because you're grabbing figures like all the stuff I'm adding in my collection now is stuff that's like making me happy and you know to yeah uh you know quote Marie Kondo it's bring, it's bringing me joy. I'm not yeah, just I'm not driving joy. around um you know hitting three different WalMarts to find my 15th Alexa Bliss figure because this one has lime green accents on the gear and I got to have it because it's the the newest basic the yeah. Alexa yeah. that came the, out. You yeah, know the drudgery of that, that it definitely kills the uh, <laughs> kills the excitement for you. Yeah, you're yeah. buying figures you don't even really need and or want. You know. Yeah, like like it, I think I figured who it was on our on the the uh, the group page. I would talk about like. You know, they might even just start purchasing the Ultimates, uh, the Ultimate line of, mm-hmm. of Mattel, because they're like, yeah, nothing's yeah. going to beat the Ultimate uh, line. Like, obviously, it was a little shaky at the beginning when it, you know, it was first announced and the first few were, uh, were you know, sold and stuff like that. But now it's like the Ultimate, like, you see an Ultimate figure, like, now, especially, like, the Hulk Hogan one, like, what makes you want to go back and buy an Elite? Unless it's like, yeah, you're you know, right. It's, 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 you know, obviously that's not everybody. You know, there are people that are going to, you know, buy elites regardless. But like, if you're that person, that's like, I, I've, I've seen the best figure of this, of this person. So like the fiend, for instance, there's a million fiend figures. But all you need is the ultimate, ultimate fiend. Yeah. All you need is that ultimate one. It, it, another one can come after this. And, you know, that ultimate fiend will probably be the best fiend figure you see. But, you know, that's, I mean, it, like I said, to, to each his own, it's, it's a collector's game, so like it doesn't matter how you collect. If you're a completionist, if you're not, if you True. only buy exclusives, if you only buy Hasbro's or whatever, it's. I just you know, like to encourage people because yeah. I feel like there's a lot of like hype, and people get really caught up in it, and they get caught up in the FOMO. And I feel like yeah. you you are going to be much happier as a collector if you put those boundaries on yourself, and you yep. just you can look at things and appreciate things and think that a figure is awesome without having to add it to your collection. And you know, th- again, this is coming from people who are like hardcore collector so i'm not trying to discourage anybody from collecting anything but i just feel i I, what i see a lot of right now is a lot of people unloading a lot of stuff that they've gotten sheerly out of like just like a fomo you know like people are like oh i'm selling i'm selling all these and i'm selling all these you know just because i don't even know why i got them in the first place you know and i I don't want i don't want to feel like that i don't want to feel like i'm just unloading things because i don't know why i got them in the first place you know exactly yeah that's true yeah definitely i mean we're, we're here to help we're here, to, we're here to help you collect. Yeah, this is this is Sheena, right Sheena and Marco's therapy <laughs> corner. Yeah, and if you have any of, if you're feeling like you need to downsize your collection and you have any of the green card Hasbro's, feel free to slide <laughs> into my DMs, and I will help you out. I will help you guys out. Um, you know, I'll help you get rid of those because that's that's all we need love for the Hasbro collection. I feel like my Hasbro collection is just going to set on you know ninety six percent charged for the rest of my life. Cause I just, there's no way I could bring myself to pull the trigger on those green cards with the prices they're at right now. Yeah. All right. We'll move on to, uh, cause I spoke at cello toys. We'll move on to another first time in line, uh, figure. Uh, so cello toys signed giant haystacks. Hell yeah. Yeah, man. For his, uh, first ever official action figure. Um, so will be joining series two of the wrestling mega stars line. Um, they did have, uh, some, some, uh, you know, some not prototypes, but like blueprints of the different color variations. I think one uh, red and one blue. If you guys did, you guys get to see that? 
Yeah, I saw uh, it. Very, very cool yeah. looking figure, man. I uh, I hope we get the the WCW variant when he was in the Dungeon of Doom as Loch Ness, man. We need, oh my we God, need that at awesome. some point also. That'd be but so yeah, sick. Cool figure. I always like seeing the big guys in figure form. Uh, this dude was a legend, man, in the 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 UK Irish Scottish wrestling scene. Yep. This dude was a straight up legend. Um, so it's cool that we're getting a figure of him, man, for real. Yeah. So yeah, he's de- so definitely like. Obviously, this isn't not to be confused with their other line with the uh, that are in scale. Uh, this is the you know like kind of like the retro line. line. Yeah, the uncensored line. So. Yeah, this is the Hasbro style. I'm hoping we yeah. get an elite of him though. I don't see why we shouldn't if he's uh, if we're getting him in the retro line. An elite I mean, would be amazing. Yeah, it seems like. Uh, I mean, obviously they only announced the uh, dynamite for dynamite kid for the uh, uncensored line, but when they show like the promos for it, they're showing like all the other you know retro style superstars in that line so maybe they're just gonna transition over um to the incensor line so you know mm-hmm. all all eagle uh ethan might have a an in-scale figure uh right, you gotta figure, he's probably gonna be getting a figure from uh jazz oh, yeah, that's, that's right? right he's an aew that's right that's right so maybe a nick aldis i'm, I'm hoping yeah nick aldis cool. would be cool with a jacket i'm hoping for a bull nakano man mm-hmm. bull nakano in, uh, as an elite would be incredible they had the uh, was that Ultimo Dragon that was in the Cello Toys line too? Was that the, oh really? We're getting Ultimo that, Dragon. I I didn't see that was, man. Who was the Ultimo Dragon? Uh, was that the retro style one or was that something else? I'm even thinking of something else actually that I seen. Scratch that idea. But uh, <laughs> have to, let me research. No, that I think Maybe Ultimo those... Dragon is with Mass Republic, man. I think he's got yeah. You're he's yes, got that's a, right. uh, yes. So so far they haven't announced. Uh, yeah, I think Master Public's got the Fanaticos. Is their they're like that's you know, right, yes. quote unquote basic line, yeah. and then they have their collectors editions. I think yeah, Ultimo Dragon has been is announced he... for the Fanaticos, but not right. for the collectors edition yet. But you got to figure we're gonna get a collectors edition to him as well because he one he's a legend and two he's super toyetic. Yeah, I definitely have to have all those belts with a figure yeah. too because I mean that'll be <laughs> yeah a, he's the original belt collector man. Yeah, I mean that that famous photo of him just. You know, just draped in gold. I mean, can't get better than that. But, but yeah, that's it. That's it for uh, figure news. What were uh, what all did you add to your collection this week, Marco? Ah, so I uh, I'm not sure if I said this last week. I got the uh, the Christian. I probably didn't mention this already. So Christian from the Fan Takeover series. Um, he made his way. Probably the last ever hit you the know, switch. Yeah, hit the switch. The last. Uh, Christian figure um, from WWE and you know, you know, probably forever. Yeah. Um, we'll see what happens. Never say never. But uh, he'll with be in stuff, Legend but, Series twenty seven. I mean, I mean, hopefully that'd be pretty cool. But as as right now, he's a uh, he's a uh, null and void. He's an AEW superstar <laughs> now. Um, I also picked up for uh, for Father's Day. I picked up the um, the ringside exclusive. Um, Montreal Screwjob two pack. Um, it was at a uh, local uh, to- uh, comic book store, just hanging there. That was such a beautiful set, man. I, Pretty- I love. Even though I'm not the biggest fan of the classic superstars figures in packaging, I think that's the best ever, dude. That black and gold just it pops with the big star. Like, yeah, I think you need to get that autographed, man. Yeah, I mean that's that, that was my that was my my the first thought in my head. I was like, this has to be autographed by both these guys. I mean. Well, while, while they have while we have the time to do so, definitely that's definitely going to happen. It's and obviously that's the most significant. I was actually talking to the guy at, when he was uh, ringing me out. He was like, 
he was like, oh man, this is, he's like, this is pretty sick. I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm like, if you're, if you're not a wrestling fan, you definitely, you definitely know what the Montreal screw job was. I mean, even if you're, you're not the hardest of hardcore uh, wrestling fans yeah. out there, you know, you know, Bret Hart, you hear Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, you automatically think of that, that faithful yeah, night. It's legendary, man. <laughs> as much as it pissed me off as a Bret fan, like, I definitely think it helped add to the legend of Brett, you know, that that's yeah. what they had to do just to get the belt off of him. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, like we talked about this before, Vince McMahon said himself, he's the most, he's a, he, he's the most, the, the best champion that they've had in that company. Like he's, he's the one that carried that championship like a champion Yep, uh, more than anyone there. So I mean, that says a lot there, but yeah, I uh, picked that up and, and then uh, by happenstance, I kind of, uh, I told you guys, I sent my, in the, in the group chat about, about my missing package. Yeah. Um, guess what showed up today or yesterday, actually. Awesome. Oh, that's so awesome. I'm so oh, happy. So happy. Oh, so what I was, happened? I was bummed out. I, we, I still don't know. Don't even know. I'm I'm t- tell they, the listeners. The listeners guys, don't know yeah, what, what, what you're even missing. Oh, so yeah. So I, you know, uh, so I got a uh, notification, obviously, when you order from ringside, it says, you know, your package is showing up at, you know, it, it's, it's been shipped. So I'm like, Cool. So I actually ordered uh, that the it was it's the ultimates, ultimate uh, yeah, Ric Flair, Steve Austin, yeah. So I ordered that like I mean one day after another, I believe. Uh, so around the same time as a variant uh, Jurassic Express um, figure. So that one, so that one came on a Saturday. So that arrived the variant version of that. So the next day I was supposed to get the the uh, that series nine, right? for ultimate edition. Yep. yep. Yeah. Series yes. nine. So series nine was supposed to show up the next day. So, you know, it's like maybe like a few days or a week later. I'm like, I'm like, huh? So I go and check. I'm like, it, it says it was delivered and I'd never seen it. Never showed up at all. That's so the like, worst the feeling. So like, dude. Yeah. So I'm like looking everywhere, like all over the place, checking with neighbors, see if they, you know, got, you know, put on did their doorstep. Did you fight any of your neighbors? No, I did not. No, okay. almost. Almost. Okay. I mean, they're pretty, they're elderly, so they're not going to like, you know. That doesn't mean, it's it's 2021, man. Equal rights, equal fights. That's, that is, <laughs> that is true. Um, these, these, these hands are rated for anybody. They yeah. eat for everybody. It's more, um, it's more uh, discriminatory <laughs> if you don't fight someone, man. That That is true. I, yeah. He said, I had a coworker that said that. He's like, you know what these hands are? Rated E for everybody. So I was like, oh, that's, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Uh, he's like, anyone can get it. But anyway, but uh, yeah, so no one had it. So I'm like bummed out. I, I kind of expressed to you guys. I was like, damn, I wish I had these. Because I saw, I, obviously FOMO, everyone's posting their pictures. Oh my God, this is the best Ric Flair ever. This is the best Steve Austin ever. I'm like, damn it, I'm not even going to get that uh, that satisfaction. So uh, so basically a couple days later, you know, I, I see a box on my uh on my doorstep, I'm like, huh, what the hell is this? Um, from ringside, open it up. Lo and behold, it was the, uh, the ultimate nine. I'm like, it's, it must be, that's like, I don't, I don't even know the, how the universe works. And, you know, if you have good karma on your side, maybe that that's what happened. That's how I am. You know, whatever you put into the universe, yeah, you put good you get finger back, fade so. out there for yourself. You know, you're, all, you're always hooking yeah, people up. Yeah. Yeah. All positivity. And, you know, just, it, it made it, you know, it's the power of positivity. Don't, don't even know how it happened. Not even going to ask how it happened. I'm just going to accept it, and you know, they're grateful. In my position thank now. the universe, and keep it yep, moving. Uh, yep. So, you know, thank you, Ringside. Thank you, the figure gods out there for for bestowing me the uh, the <laughs> Ultimate Series Nine on my doorstep. So, yeah, um, that's pretty much it for my uh, for my uh, you know travels. 
Nice. Uh, we'll we'll kick off our weekly purchases with weekly uh, kind of you know going aways. Uh, thoughts and prayers to the NECA Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle lines. We made of liquidating. Oh, no. uh, yeah, oh. speaking of liquidating <laughs> parts so of your collection. Yeah, We've, you know I've uh, so like I said, um, obviously we're all the way caught up on elites. Uh, we got we got in the game about four years late, and it was kind of middle of 2020 we had all of our you know pandemic bucks from not doing anything so the bank count set in fat we went back and just made the last little push to get all the way cut up on mattel um and then we also kicked off hasbro at the same time and we're all the way caught up on hasbros and retros minus the green cards and just thinking about it man what really gets you know the passion going for me and sheena is the wrestling figures as cool as the NECA ninja turtles figure were and we we have a ton of nostalgia for the turtles movies and cartoon and toy line um they just they just didn't quite hit the same as the wrestling figures and we kind of want to expand the wrestling collection into some different lines like it's maybe not, for me it wasn't even that they didn't even hit the same for me it was that like they're just not getting the display love like if i could just yeah, if i had true. the space allocated for like just like a killer turtle collection like to get yes, the neck diorama and yes, set them all up because like, they're yeah. dude those those figures are freaking epic the movie turtles and the cartoon turtles like they just absolutely nail it i love everything about those figures and they're beautiful they just they just deserve better than being like in a bin somewhere like waiting to be on display you know i mean we had like all we had basically i got a tv stand in our figure room and the little shelves under the tv stand that's that was the space that was allocated for the turtles so we would we would swap and rotate the which turtles were on display i mean we have like all the wrestling you know the uh, mashup turtles with like the wrestling oh wow Cartoon turtles, all the cartoon turtles, all the uh, movie turtles, the arcade, like yeah. arcade turtles. Yeah, Damn. like we we have we have a pretty pretty expansive turtle collection. Um, but it just like again, it just wasn't getting the love. And those figures are so epic that it's just it's the same reason I liquidated my. Um, my NECA horror movie my NECA horror figures. figures like I love those figures like they're beautiful like there's nothing not to love about those figures but again it just comes down to like what you're prioritizing your space and kind of you know again putting borders on your collection you know because again it's just like we have this wrestling room so it's like are we going to just clutter it up with horror figures and turtle figures and like all this other extra stuff you know so you, you do have to put those boundaries on your collection but yeah for all the people out there that are like specific horror collectors or turtle collectors like ugh, I'm, I'm jealous but it does feel good to like make space for other things yeah. so i do want to put a plug out again for the uh chick foley patreon you get access to our facebook group and all the the foley fan members the premium foley fan members are going to get a first crack at buying these uh yeah these NECA turtles because we got some pretty major ones we actually have a set of the turtle figures that are signed by kevin eastman the creator of the ninja turtles so some some yeah, unique pieces awesome. are going to be going up over the next couple weeks um sad to see them go again love the line but yeah it's just uh it's time to, to just go even deeper. And they're not slowing deeper. down either. Like, that's the thing about the turtles. They're like, they're they're digging deep into the turtle verse and like keeping on cranking out these things. So it's just only going to get more yeah. and more and more, you know? Yeah. We're going to get deeper into uh, the wrestling line. It's going to move into some WCW Galoob, maybe some original San Francisco toy makers. Uh, still got an eye on LJN, but, you know, we talked about it before. It's, it's, it's two folds on that. One is the actual condition of most of the LJNs that you can find nowadays. And then to the price, man, that it's just, I don't know. It's hard to justify dropping that for the LJN figures. I have my awesome, uh, wrestling figure retrospective book on the LJNs. And I think that may, uh, that may suffice for, um, you know, for the LJN representation. Are, in our you, open, are you open to painted? 
LJNs yeah, or are you I, like I, a, I talked about know? that before. Yeah, I got no problem with that. I got no as long as the figure like the physical condition, like the physical integrity of the figure is good. I'm totally cool with getting that and sending it to somebody like the Reaper or somebody else that can paint these things up. You know, I I, I got no problem with a restoration job on an LJN. Um, you know, maybe that that may, uh, you know, kind of challenge my collector's integrity, but I'm all about the display anyways. I'm not I'd never buy these things as some sort of investment or, you know, financial, uh, you know, financial play. I'm getting these just because I'm going to have them in my hand and enjoy them. So, yeah, I got I got no problem whatsoever with a uh, a repaint. I mean, you if you I mean, obviously, if you want quality, there's only one person you go to if you want quality LJNs. You got to hit the, the Z man. Yeah, you got to hit Zorro. The mystery he, man. He yeah. has the uh, he has he has all the quality ones. I mean, couple I got a couple of off off of him, and they're they're primo. Um, I'm not sure yeah. how they're so pristine, but they are. I'm not sure how he keeps them. How don't he keeps ask them questions fresh you don't them. want the answer to. And, you man. know what? Yeah, I don't. I don't ask questions. I just hey, how he's fast shipping, perfect. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you want quality, if you're gonna go down that that rabbit hole, definitely. Uh, if Definitely there's something you definitely know you want for your collection and you're willing to to pay for it and you want yeah hit hit up Zoro dude he he's yeah. the LGM whisperer he will definitely yeah. uh it's at Zoro Mendez on Instagram so yeah definitely yeah. give him a follow if you're in the LJN game or if you just like enjoy LJN content it was a light week for us on the purchases um especially on the figures so I got a from this is from at Sabotage Wrestling on Instagram. We got a WrestleMania 10 custom Owen Hart. We'll get some pictures up on that in the Facebook group and on IG. Uh, cool figure that we needed to have because uh, again, it doesn't look like there's going to be any elite style Owens coming anytime soon. And then I just got a bunch of accessories from our good friend Forbidden Figurines. We grabbed the Bullet Club Championship belt that Chase Owens was carrying for a while in New Japan. We got that and the Red Strap NWA Television Championship beautiful belts. And again. If you haven't uh, picked up a belt from Forbidden Figurines, go and treat yourself because you definitely need that. And then again, from Sabotage Wrestling, the one the uh, person that we got the Owen Hart from, we got some really really cool accessories. Uh, so they're based in the Philippines, but they do really really quality um, custom accessory work. So we got a few custom ring skirts. You know, we we talked earlier about that uh, the Wicked Cool Toy style ring, like the new AEW um, scale ring, coming with Rep Aubrey. We got a classic WrestleMania, classic King of the Ring, In Your House, and uh, Survivor Series ring apron. So those are going to look really great for all the photography that we do. Got some uh, Jurassic Express t-shirts to go with the variant um, Jurassic Express figures from Ringside Collectibles again. And then we got some hockey jerseys to go with the Hitman. We got a Calgary Hitman jersey and a really, really high quality Toronto Maple Leafs jersey to go with that custom WCW jersey. Bret Hart Goldberg steel plate moment that uh, we made uh, a few months back. So yeah, that was really it. It's been a little light. Uh, I think it's kind of the calm before the storm. Um, once uh, we're going to have San Diego comic-con coming up in a couple of months or actually it should be next month. Yeah. So towards the end of next month, we'll have comic-con with a ton of figure reveals and then we'll start seeing early releases for all the stuff that's going to be on the pegs for the holiday season. So I think we're in a little bit of a lull right now um, for figure, uh, you know, figure collectors, but it's, uh, you know, we need to kind of just embrace it right now, kind of get those yeah. bank accounts looking healthy because the figures and stuff is going to start coming fast and furious once we oh, get yeah. uh, kind of into September timeframe. 
check out the Pyramid Wrestling Podcast. Each week, we dive deep into all things wrestling action figures. From AEW Unrivaled, WWE Mattel Elite, our childhood WWF, WCW, ECW collections, and more, you can also find Pyramid Wrestling on YouTube. That's Pyramid Wrestling, available everywhere you listen to podcasts. It's time for How Many Chicks. How Many Chicks is a segment where I, the heel husband, pick out one of our 1,000 plus wrestling figures from our collection and present it to Sheena live on the air for an instant rating and review. How Many Chicks is brought to you by our friends at Homage. Homage specializes in bringing vintage-inspired designs on the absolute softest tees in the biz because with Homage, comfort is always part of the game plan. You can visit Homage's online shop at homage.com and find all their latest designs on social media at Homage. That's H-O-M-A-G-E. All right, we ready to do this? Let's go. All right, you guys know the drill by now. Sheena has the Undertaker's casket in front of her with a mystery figure inside, and we're going to get a live review and reactions. Without further ado, I'm going to hit the drum roll. side it was just the feet oh we have <laughs> feeling feeling the glow here we got elite naomi with the full-on like glow coat glow belts uh paint splattery tie-dye glow gear okay yeah this is from elite 78 this is the regular version not the chase very cool figure um naomi was long overdue to get her first elite she had a few basics but this is definitely uh, her best figure. She's had several uh, basics. I, I well, this remember there was something weird. Wasn't this figure was supposed to come out at so uh, chase, at like Walgreens or something, and then yeah. it like it Naomi kind of was just, slotted for an elite back in I want to say towards the end of two thousand sixteen. No, no, it was it was 2017. Yeah, because it was after she won the belt. You know, she won the oh, belt yeah, in yeah, early yeah. 2017, then got it for the second time at WrestleMania, and that's when it was during early that summer she was rocking the glow belt. So. She was tabbed for a uh, an elite in the Walgreens like women's wrestling line that ended up kind of going by the wayside. And luckily, you know, shout out to Big Shot Bill. He said he was going to find a way to get that figure released. And we ended up getting two elite Naomi's. The original one that was slated for the Walgreens release was the chase in uh, this Elite Series 78. So it was damn near three years later before we finally got the figure. But we got it and we got the glow belt, which was um, very iffy. Because if you guys remember back in... 2017 when she debuted that belt the rumor was that she had some heat with some of the folks backstage at wwe because she kind of just took it upon herself to put that together yeah they documented it on total divas like the whole thing like you know where she kind of was deciding you know again reality tv is all kind of a work but yeah they they like were all like the camera was on her when she was like telling you know her husband like hey i think i'm gonna do a custom belt you know and he was like, I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> she did it I think anyway. it was, uh, I think that's legit heat because we've never seen that belt um, released at, you know, Access or, or anywhere yeah. else for sale. So, yeah, I think that was uh, legit, man, that they didn't, for whatever reason, the the powers that be at WWE did not like the glow belt. Um, Sheena, just describe the, the look of the figure to the listeners for those that aren't familiar with it. 
So again, yeah, she's got this like, you know, electric green, yellowish glow coat. Um, and then she's got on her standard tights with like, you know, all the the lacing and um, boots that are all like paint splattered up again. Um, yeah, she's got like green tips on her hair. Her hair is like an ombre, like starts out black and then goes down to like a dark green. Ombre. We're on episode 134 of the Chick-fil-A <laughs> show. And I think that's the first time that the word ombre has been used. You know, you, you know. I know what you mean. You got to educate some of our listeners, though. Most pro wrestling fans probably aren't familiar with that term. Tell them what ombre means. Ombre. Well, you mean pull up the actual definition. Ombre just means you can like just give it to us in your own in the the chick's definition. Yeah, it's it's a co- it's a color that like works its way down like the the color scale like from you know I don't know dark to light or light to dark, but it's basically like you know. Um, people do it with their hair. That's typically where I know the, the, the term ombre from is because a lot of women do that technique with their, with their hair color, because it allows you to like grow your hair out um, without having to get it touched up as much. So yeah, ombre is a, just a, a, a color pattern, I guess is the best way to, to it's describe. like a fade, right? Yeah. So like, again, it fades from dark to light is the, uh, is the typical. You can't go from, what is it if you go from light to dark? Uh, from that light to dark. Yeah, it's a brayom. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, she's got her ombre hair. You know, it's for first time for everything. And yeah, she's got the uh, SmackDown women's title with her. And the the coat is like the the molded jacket, which I feel like you would I mean, I guess you could have done a fur coat with this, you know, a soft goods, but you definitely Well that coat glows though. So I don't yeah, know. You if wouldn't you have gotten the glow. The glow with the fur. With, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the belt and the coat do glow in the dark. Uh, Marco, do you get this figure in your collection? Of course. Did you get it, the Chase as well, or you got just the uh, regular? Yeah, I have both, both uh, nice. Chase and the regular version. Yeah, I love. I I really like Naomi. Again, I, I can't remember if we talked about this or if this was something we talked about off off the show. But I, I just feel like she never really got a fair shake because yeah, I guess it was yeah, last we week because we talked about when Dewdrop when Dewdrop beat her. Yeah, yeah, we talked about how she was. Uh, she's kind of just a victim of timing, you know. She uh, very much so. She gets lumped in with the Bellas and the you know yeah, the, the Kelly Kellys of the yep. world. Yeah, uh, Marco, I got to ask you, man, because I actually don't own the Chase. We just got the regular version. Which one do you prefer out of the Chase and the uh, the regular? The I mean, the Chase is pretty cool because uh, it's more. I believe that's the one that has more of the neon look to it, um, and it has the the ombre hair has pink in it. I believe. If I'm yeah, it does. It's got pink yeah. highlights at the end. Yeah, so you have a, yeah, it goes from like the dark, oh, yeah. to black to like to uh, like. About to, it's not blue. It's kind of like a grayish color almost, and it fades into the green. And then the, the green tips and then are the pink. Yeah, and she's yeah, wearing the. the uh, and it I, actually forgot, matches. I forgot about the the gear. I thought the gear was the same. For some reason, I thought there was just like slight different no, gears no, the, in the case really, yeah, and everything. Totally different gear. This is like yeah, it's got feel the glow. It's got writing on it. Whereas yeah, and the she's one, got the uh, the glow sneakers. Remember how Naomi wears the glow sneakers? Yep, so she's got the, like the blue glow the on them. Yep. Um, and the, the the her hair actually matches her gear. So it's like it's the green pink uh, combination that she has as well. So even the, yeah, the hair is different um, from the regular version I, as well. I gotta say, man, I, I'm on eBay right now. You know, Sheena's, Sheena's probably gonna get mad at me. I'm, I'm hitting watch on a couple listings at the time. <laughs> I was all about the regular um, elite Naomi, and I never even really thought about that, which is weird because this figure's actually been on display in the figure room for like three months. You guys know we keep kind of a rotating display going. We pick and choose, we get switched out. This Naomi's been up on the shelf for a while, but I'm looking at it now, and man, I'm starting to think maybe the Chase really was the superior figure, man. I just kind of like, at the time when they dropped this, uh, 
the regular one really stood out to me with the loud design on the pants and everything. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm looking at them, I'm really kind of digging the clean look of the chase, man. So I'm, I may be making a figure purchase uh, over the weekend if I can find a uh, a price point that I like for this Naomi figure. Yeah, um, I, li- I like both. I don't know. It's really tough because the ring gear does look tough on this one. Like it, like you know the. Um, like I said, all of the like glowy paint splatter. Yeah, you guys it looks know. really, really cool. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 a it's a definitely a neat figure. I love the paint apps on this, but yeah, I, I totally forgot about that being just like a totally different ring gear on Naomi. Yeah, I never guys. realized that the hair was different too. Like yeah. I don't know, I just I guess I just really didn't give. Again, you know, I was bitching at everyone last week. We kind of just went off on a tangent, and I I think I kind of led the way a little bit on like let's give Naomi some love, and uh, yeah, you, you, know, you, I was you sleeping on her, her figures no love, the whole dude. time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I don't know. I gotta. I got to do some soul searching over the weekend and see if maybe I need to go and pick up this Chase Naomi because it is a uh, a pretty dope figure. Um, let's get down to it. Let's get into the rankings. Um, Marco, we'll start with you, man. How many how many chicks do you give? Uh, this is we're going to rate the main the main line one, the regular one. How many chicks do you give the main line Elite 78 Naomi? Uh, let's see. Man, I wish we were if it obviously if it was the the chase i'm going five on the chase wow that's that's a high praise that'd be the first ever perfect score in uh, how many chicks then we'll go 4.95 for the uh (laughs) for the wow yeah for the marco likes this figure the for the chase version i said not for okay okay, okay. yeah for this one uh we'll go four we'll go four with this one here only because i have both versions and the chase is, to, in my opinion, better of the two. But uh, we'll go four. I'm, I'm going to go four chicks on this okay. one. Okay, I like it. I um, I'm going to go three point eight. So I think bef- coming into it, I think I would have been a four. But I'm going to downgrade it because I do feel like the chase is the superior <laughs> figure. Um, the regular one, it does look cool. Like the black, like splatter, and like the super bright attire is cool. It get point. It gets big points for being glow in the dark. I'm not sure if we've had another glow in the dark figure in the Mattel Elite line, and then the belt super unique also. But um, you know, it's still Naomi. Um, as much as we love her, she's not a a super important character, and and that counts for stuff too. So, I, and the, well, the Former other thing is women's I, champion. Wow, hey, just, wasn't she? I know. Uh, oh, I guess they didn't have women's tag team champions back then. Yeah, still. but I mean, you're right. She is a two time women's champ. But what's she been doing the last like three or four years, man? She's kind of just. She's just there. I hate oh, to say um, it. What's, what's Hulk Hogan been doing the last, you know, 20 years, dude? I mean, come on. Yeah, you got to, <laughs> I mean, you, you can't rate figures on what they've done, like in the, in recent history. You know what I mean? Like, uh, there's some people that are dead. They're not doing nothing, you know? Well, so, no, no, no. Yeah. But they, if, if Hogan had just been a, uh, you know, if he had had two kind of nondescript title reigns and that was all they ever did then yeah i would say the same thing but hulk's a legend so let, let's not get crazy and compare hulk hogan and naomi <laughs> i'm not um, hulk hogan I, and naomi I'm i will give her your... bonus points for uh for having the unique title belt that's a one-off that's the only time we've gotten that title belt was with this uh this elite line um and it's a really really cool belt i was surprised uh that we actually got that in figure form but yeah i'm going 3.8 that's my rating on this naomi yeah, I'm, I'm right in line with you. I'm going to go. I, I had 3.8 on the tip of my tongue, too. I, again, like you, I like the unique belt. Again, first time in line glow belt. I do like the the glow coat. Um, I really like this ring gear. I'm, you know, I, I like the the chase version as well, but it's just, they're just so different that I feel like I'm trying to rate them on their own. But yeah, I really like this ring gear. The thing that kind of drops points for me is the the face scan isn't 
spot on. You know what I mean? Like this was kind yeah. of before they were really starting to nail down the the women's face scan. So I um yeah, the face scan takes it down down a peg for me. I do wish she had she the bottoms of her shoes are painted or the bottoms of her boots are painted that yellow color. Um, I don't know if that's just the color of the, you know, what the molding that they used or if they actually intentionally painted that to make it look like glow sneakers. But I wish she did have a little bit of the the glow sneakers on this versus like the, the chase. I think that's a really cool feature, which I don't even know if these boots actually glowed in this ring gear that she wore. But um, I do feel like that would be a cool feature. But yeah, 3.8 for me. Um, I, I love this Naomi. I feel like this is the definitive Naomi. It's the the one that you need for your collection. Because she's had, like like I said earlier, she's had several basics. Like, she's, she's had a got handful like, of basics. She had a battle pack with the Funkadactyl. So yeah. yeah, she has been, as far as females go, you know, obviously she's not Alexa Bliss who's had like 37 different figures. But aside from her, she's been fairly well represented yeah, as far as Yeah, she's got the uh, unity... The the um, <laughs> yeah team bad the team bad yeah I was like <laughs> so yeah three point eight for me all right so that puts her second all time so we've only done four how many chicks since we kind of re baselined the uh, rating scale she's second all time she is the number one female figure ever now passing up she crushes uh, basic twenty one Alicia Fox with that that three point nine average so. But yeah, AEW Darby Allen is still the all-time champ. Speaking of which, I forgot to mention this in Go Figure. Did you guys see what uh, Chalkline Chad found this week? Yeah. He, uh, it's yeah. crazy, man. He found uh, the Chase Darby, but he's in regular packaging with a regular skateboard. Yeah. So look closely at you got at you know at your at your pegs when you're going out figure hunting. Because I was went, actually he went live in our Facebook group and was just like hunting you know for the group and everything and went and he's like I think I'm going to pick up this Darby not even realizing because like, he didn't see the chase. Nah, 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 he he said afterwards because I, I was talking with him afterwards he realized what he found but he didn't want to make a big deal out of it because he didn't want everybody blowing him up because if you see on the thing he calls out every other figure he's he uh he, he was actually pretty smooth about it he called out every other figure that he saw the darby he just grabbed it off the pegs and kind of took it i off did notice that yeah i did notice that yeah he so just, he, like, took i, it I talked to him afterwards we were kind of talking through it and he said he knew what he had and he was just kind of like freaking out he kept his cool man he came like he a never, motherfucker because i would have been like... jumping up and down in the aisle and you know texting everybody i know that's in the figures man he kind of just <laughs> he saw it he snatched it and yeah if you watch he calls out every other figure he sees he didn't say shit about that darby he, he, he i didn't said, even realize he said, I, I, in his he said I, I think i'm gonna take this darby just because i like darby <laughs> like i was just yeah, like sure, oh, okay. sure. yeah, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I hit up uh I I, uh, I hit up, or ex, excuse me, Lumberjillville, Aaron Robert. He hit up me afterwards, and he was like, dude, I think Chad just found a Chase Darby. And I didn't realize, and I was sitting there watching it live. I'm talking like, I'm literally sitting in my wrestling figure room. Like, I saw, I got the notification, and I was like, uh, I'll see what Chad finds. And I saw it, and I, it didn't even register to me. So, look closely, man. I know when I'm hunting, when I see AEW figures, I literally just look for the Chase sticker. And if it's not there, I'm like, all right, screw it. It is very easy to miss, man. That chase figure, like it, it is a lot different from um from the regular version. But if you just at a glance, it's not super apparent. Like you could easily mix it up because I definitely did. And I, like I said, I was watching it live. But but yeah, Chad found it. As far as I know, that's the only one that's out there. Um, I think Sheena tagged Jeremy Padauer on uh, the IG post we made about the find. Haven't seen him weigh in on it yet, but. But yeah, check those. Look at those Darbies closely when you're hitting the pegs. It, well, man, and it came, did you say that it came with the regular skateboard? 
Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. There was, I mean, for all intents and purposes, this was the regular chase. There, this was the regular Darby, but they just had the chase figure swapped in there. So, yeah, uh, it, yeah. Was, it was freaking crazy. Yeah, it, we, we're just gonna call that a package variant. There yeah. you go. It's a one of one, man. Yeah. Hey everyone, it's Nick, better known as Extra Cooler. Is there anything better than diving back into the wrestling archives and watching classic matches from the past? Yes, there is. It's doing that with your buddies while cracking jokes and enjoying some ice-cold beverages. If that sounds like fun to you, then be sure to check out my new podcast, The Extra Cooler Show, where each episode, my Survivor Series team and I review an old-school match chosen by you, the listeners. The Extra Cooler Show is available wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and follow us for new episodes every other Thursday morning. Retro Wrestling Recommendation of the Week is where myself, the heel husband, Chick Foley, and Marco, the MVP, give you guys a recommendation from a match or event from years gone by to get you through the weekend. This segment is brought to you by our good friends at Chalkline. Chalkline specializes in bringing you the absolute best in retro-inspired fanware. They can be found on Instagram at ChalklineOfficial or at Chalk-Line.com. Shana, right. you want to get us started? Oh, yeah. So we cannot start the retro pick without checking in with our uh, chalkline short-wearing heel husband over here. So he's going to let us know which of his 60 pair of chalkline shorts he is rocking for tonight's episode. So heel husband, what you wearing over there? So we're actually sitting at uh, 60 plus right now because we got a couple new ones in and haven't uh, thrown anything up for sale yet. We, uh, we did pick up the USA Ultimate Warrior um shorts which mm-hmm. were very very cool those sold out quick man those yeah were- this real quick i'm going to interject real quick um you know the, the shorts at during the winter time and during the colder months and stuff sometimes they'll 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 sell out if they're really awesome but a lot of times they'll set it is it is like getting to be summer time this is peak short season so these things are going to go a lot quicker so if you're if you're a shorts collector if you're trying to get your favorite pair of shorts you got to be on there be quick um you know use paypal use code pf10 and all that kind of good stuff but yeah don't sleep on these things because they will sell out quick this summer yeah we picked up the the usa warrior shorts and then we got the classic smackdown logo shorts as well so you know, Chalkline just killing the game right now. They revealed the in your house shorts that are oh, coming out soon. Oh, they look so good. Yeah, those might be my favorite ever. They just, you know, I don't know. Chef's kiss, man. Chalkline is killing the game. Yeah, I don't uh, know. Tonight, if, I don't know if anybody's getting um the they're, they just did Beavis and Butthead too. I don't know if we're adding those to the collection, but yeah, they do look really cool for all the Beavis and Butthead fans out there. Like Chalkline just does it all. Yeah, and and I kept it with the cartoon theme for tonight. I'm rocking the Ah Real Monster shorts. These were beautiful. Um, purple and orange. Yeah, just love them. I think these might actually still be in stock right now. I know a lot of the Nickelodeon drop is still available, so hit them up. They had Rocco's Modern Life, um, some Reptar shorts for all of the Rugrats fans out there. Um, really, really, really cool shorts. So, so yeah, hit them up. They're the best thing to, uh, to rock all summer long. Um, real quick, I'm gonna look and see if the, uh, Real Monsters are, uh, are in stock. Marco, were you a fan of Real Monsters back in the day? Oh, of course. They're actually on that uh, documentary that we watched. Um, oh, I still haven't Nick- watched that. I need yeah. to. Yeah, I need to do that. Like the orange years, right? And that's what it's called. Yeah. So yeah, that. And um, if you go, if you have a uh, Paramount Plus, mm-hmm. that uh, streaming service, they literally uploaded like every single um, old Nickelodeon uh, uh, or yeah, any everything. The Nicktoons. 
Yeah, yeah these were some of uh, the there. later Nicktoons. I feel like they get slept on just because um, kids were starting to get into like the Disney Channel and other stuff. But there was some really great shit. All Real Monsters was incredible. Rocco's Modern Life was kind of like bridging the gap between the original Nicktoons and the newer ones. Um, yeah, the Angry Beavers, which is good. The Wild Thornberries. So Nicktoons was just great. I, I career, mean, All Real Monsters was later, but it was like 1994. It wasn't like super late. You know, I really like- see. I, I I thought it was. Uh, I thought I didn't realize it was 94. I thought it was a little bit later than that, man. Yeah, let me look it up. Yeah. Uh, ninety four to ninety seven is when wow. um, yeah, I, our real no, monsters. No, for whatever reason, I, I for whatever reason I put our real monsters in like yeah ninety six ninety seven time frame. But yeah, it gets oblina and crumb. They, they they were the early years. <laughs> yeah, I remember my my little brother Tad had a really cool toy of uh the dude that holds his eyeballs in his That's hands. Crumb. And it it yeah. had yeah it had like yeah. real armpit hair and stuff. Man, like yeah. I just <laughs> always thought that was such a neat figure. So. Uh, but yeah, that's a short summer. Yeah, they were tonight. actually before Hey Arnold. Hey Arnold didn't come out till '96. So you know, wow, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, because I feel like Hey Arnold's like in like the all time like pantheon for like yeah. Nicktoons. Such a classic. Uh, Sheena, we'll kick it over to you. Get us started with the retro picks for this week. So as a reminder, guys, um, as Seth talked about earlier in the show, we are going to be joining the extra cooler the extra cooler show um, this week, recording talking about Money in the Bank 2014. So I do encourage you to watch that so you can listen and get all of our takes on that. But my actual retro wrestling pick is going to be since we've all done a lot of hell in the cell talking this episode uh you got to go back to the og always i don't know if this has been a retro pick before but it, it, it's never going to get old no matter how many times you watch it so Shawn michaels versus undertaker bad blood 97 first ever hell in a cell match probably the best cell match of all time and uh you know tons of blood crazy storytelling and it was the debut of kane so you know, that's gotta be, it's that's gotta, gotta be, game. be <laughs> yeah. So, definitely check that out. It'll, uh, it'll, it'll get the blood pumping, you know, it'll get the bad blood pumping. Yeah. I, it's in my, uh, you know, my magnificent seven of best wrestling matches ever. Um, can't go wrong with that one. I think it's still the best sell match ever. Marco, what's your pick? Uh, so I went a little bit later in the, uh, the Hell in a Cell, uh, time. So I went with Bad Blood as well, 2003. Um, and this is uh, Kevin Nash versus Triple H for the World Heavyweight Championship with special guest referee Mick Foley. Mm. Um, were you guys watching at this time, or I have never did seen. You tap I, was, out? I was so I was still keeping tabs on what was going on at this time, but I have never seen this match, man. I remember I saw the build for it on Raw and stuff, but this was back for all the uh, you know all the youngsters. We weren't yet spoiled with you know pay per views for. For five bucks a month, you're having to shell out some serious dough. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I did not watch. Uh, I, I've never seen this match I because I didn't get the pay-per-view live. Um, I was watching all the Raws leading up to and following it. But no, nah, I missed this one. So yeah, I'm probably going to go back and watch it this weekend off your recommendation, Marco. So it better yeah. be good. Yeah, no, it, it's definitely. Yeah. So if you uh, if you go on like any of the online things and t- search like the best Hell in a Cell matches, this is always on on the list, um, mainly because obviously you have Mick Foley in there hardcore legend um he was the at the at the time they built him as the only one crazy enough to uh to referee this match in hell in a cell so um yeah no it's a really good match everything's used chairs the barbed wire bats sledgehammers the cage itself anything you can think of is is uh used in it um obviously it's it's a triple h match so it's 20 plus minutes um, <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's a that's a running <laughs> a running theme on this show. We haven't actually brought that back, but yeah, any any Triple H match you watch 
definitely you have to set he's out getting, at least 20 minutes time you need to pop some yeah. popcorn yeah. yeah yeah it is the main event uh, i think it is the longest match on there there is the second long second longest is uh rick flair uh against trip uh triple h Shawn michaels uh that's also on the card as well uh it's about uh almost 15 minutes so and then it's a it's a part of a uh actually it's like a four four match main event so you have first goldberg uh and chris jericho um as the first of the main events and you have rick flair and Shawn michaels uh stone cold steve austin taking on uh Eric Bischoff and the Redneck Triathlon. If you haven't seen that, it's pretty entertaining as well. And then it rounds off with the uh, the main event, which Triple H and uh, Kevin Nash. So yeah, definitely the, watch. Uh, yeah, the the roster between like 2001 when WCW sold and up until around like WrestleMania 20 time in 2004 was just so loaded with main event level star power. Oh, yeah. It is ridiculous, man. The the shows didn't actually always deliver quality wise, but just if you just go back during that three year time period and look on paper at some of these shows, you're like, oh my God, they're like this looks like some shit out of WWE 2K universe mode. Oh yeah. It's ridiculous, man. Like you said, you know, Steve Austin versus Eric Bischoff, Shawn Michaels versus Ric Flair, Triple H versus Kevin Nash, all in the same show. It's crazy, man. Yeah, you had uh you also had uh Kane and Rob Van Dam as a tag team. Yeah, that ridiculous, time too as well. dude. So <laughs> that's like a kind of like a cheat code. That that's like the perfect like the personification of, you know, power and speed. Yeah, you, that's, tag that's, team. that's like the indie darling of the wrestling industry, plus like the number one monster in wrestling. Like, yeah, like yeah, the the early two thousands were just a wild time. It's weird for oh, wrestling. And if you want to see a uh, a five star match, you you have a uh, Scott Steiner versus Test. So uh, that's a. Uh... So as the host, <laughs> I'm going to uh, I'm, I'm going to invoke my host powers right now. I've rarely ever done this. Um, I'm going to change Marco's retro pick from this one match to just the whole show. I, I think we all need to go back and watch uh, <laughs> Bad Blood 2003 over the weekend, and we'll report back next week and, uh, you know, talk about our findings, <laughs> man. Because, yeah, this is, it's just a ridiculous show. Like, it, so many matches that just with no context, you're just like, how the hell did this even come to be? <laughs> Again, and not to mention you have a redneck triathlon. Um, I'm keeping it traditional. Unlike Sheena and Marco, I've had my fill of uh, Hell in the Cell matches for – for the next year, I'm going back to 1996. This week was the 25th anniversary of the legendary Austin 316 promo at the King of the Ring from that year. Um, but I'm not going with anything Austin related. I'm going to swerve a little bit and go with the actual main event, which was Shawn Michaels defending his world championship against the British Bulldog and just a banger of a match. These guys had an awesome match the month before at In Your House, Beware of Dog. It ended in a tie. Um, there was a classic finish that was used a lot in 90s wrestling where it'd be a German suplex and, you know, both men's shoulders would be on the mat. So the ref would count three and you'd get a tie. And that's what happened at uh, In Your House Beware of Dogs. So the next month we had to have the tiebreaker. And this was actually, I'd have to go back and double check, but I'm pretty sure this was the British Bulldogs last ever solo main event match. Um, he had turned heel at the end of 95 and had a series of uh, world championship matches that obviously he came up short in. He fought Diesel at In Your House in October of 95, fought Brett in December of 95 at Seasons Beatings, which was a hell of a match. And then he had a couple, he had a feud with Shawn Michaels shortly after Shawn Michaels became world champ. So go back, watch King of the Ring 96. I believe the Austin 316 promo was right before this match. So, you know, you can watch the end of Austin and Jake and then roll right into the main event. And uh, I, I promise you guys will be entertained. Um, Sheena, do we got some listener mail for this week? We certainly do. Let's get to it. 
All right. Our first question comes in from Rob Regino. He says, hey, guys, what are your top three favorite Ultimate Edition figs so far? Seth, I'll kick it off with you. All right. So we're saying favorite, not best, right? Because that's two different. Um, What's your top three favorite? Yeah. So personal favorite. It doesn't have to be necessarily like the best. All right. So one is Brett. Mm hmm. Um. I know this is really sacrilegious to say as a Bret Hart disciple, but two is probably Shawn Michaels. I, yeah, I've always liked Shawn Michaels awesome, fans. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a great figure. It's from from the screw job, really cool looking attire. And, you know, as much as I hated like Shawn as a person back then, you can't deny how captivating he was as a wrestling superstar. So he'll be number two. Number three, hmm, there's so many good ones, man. It's tough mm-hmm. to pick. I, I know this is a boring answer. I really want to say Brock, man. I love that Brock Ultimate Edition figure. That's not, I think a, that's not a bad answer. That was one of the, no. that was like one of the, the, him and Sean were like the sold out set. Remember, they were like the set that, uh, you know, was yeah, like think, so hard to I, find there for a while. Yeah, I think uh, the pandemic kind of messed them up and they were, I had some weird distribution. Um, yeah, I just, I, I really, really love that figure, man. I think it's, it's just perfect for Brock. You know, you re- Brock's one that even though he doesn't got the most like spectacular in-ring style, like the extra articulation really helps for, you know, just getting some really cool poses with the F5 and the German suplexes. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say Brock, Brett and HBK. All right, oh. Marco, um, I think you're probably going to take a couple of mine, too, but I'll let you go next. I know you can go. I'm still thinking. Okay. No, I'm going to say Warrior. I think Warrior is awesome. I love the battle-worn paint um, additional head sculpt. I just think that's like such a cool um, added feature. I love... My only problem with that head sculpt was I just wish they would have had the hair different as well. I get that there's always budget limitations, but I feel like you need to have the hair like laying flat, you know, for uh, to really sell it because it kind of... I don't know. I, that always bugged me when they've done. That's been the thing that's missing for me when they do like the battle worn paint. Yeah, I agree. They should. They should have same thing with same thing with the Ric Flair that we talked about. They could have done. They really had the opportunity to, uh, you know, really go the extra mile and and didn't. Uh, but on that note, I'm going to say uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. I love love awesome love figure, that figure, man. and I love the fact that it comes with the double sided T shirt. Like that's really the first time that we've gotten that soft goods double-sided t-shirt so we got the skull in the back and you know the austin 316 so yeah it's uh a killer a killer fig um, action figure attack is on record as saying that when it makes sense to do the t-shirts like that in the future they're going to keep that going even in the elite line that's not going to be exclusive to the ultimate editions the uh the non-velcro t-shirts yeah, yeah. um I, I love that i hope more more of that please um and I will go with, again, it's so hard. You can, there's no wrong answers here. But since you went ahead and picked Brett, I am going to go with uh, Shinsuke. I just think that Shinsuke figure is just absolutely spot on, beautiful. I love Shinsuke it's in it's red miniature gear. Shinsuke, man. Yeah, it's literally, yeah, it is a miniature version of Shinsuke. It looks exactly like him. So those are those are my three Ultimate Editions. What about you, Marco? Dang, you did take two of mine. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Uh-huh. I mean, again, there's there's no there's no wrong answers. Yeah. So definitely, yeah, definitely the uh, the Shinsuke. I was gonna mm-hmm. say, um, definitely the Ultimate Warrior. Um, especially the uh, the 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 jacket that he has, the oh, soft yeah. goods is awesome. Um, but my third, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the Fiend because we spoke about it earlier. Yeah, um, yeah I thought about a, saying him. Yeah, yeah only fit, yeah, dude. yeah. That's like the not to use not. Not to use a term again, but it's literally the ultimate scene <laughs> figure. You can go yeah. with the the entrance jacket uh, version as well as the in ring persona. You had the 
the uh, Universal Championship or his custom one mm-hmm. in there as well. And um, if you grab the uh, the lantern from, I think it was Elite 77 and throw it with him as well, yeah, it just it, makes it perfect. It's literally the perfect uh, feed figure. So um, I was going to go with Hogan, but I think that was that was done to death already. The uh, yeah. NWO Hogan. But yeah, I think the feed is that figure is like I said, it's that's like the end all be all right now for for the fiend figure, unless they come up with a, a newer version in the yeah, ultimate. All, all the ultimate editions are great. So again, it's just like you, you could, you could make a case for any of them being your favorite. So yep. good question, Rob. Alex Eubank says thoughts on independently created cough, cough, bo- or cough, bootleg cough tees. What would you like to see events, moments, specific characters, what type of shirt quality blend asking for a friend uh, in, in parentheses, bastion bootlegger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we we won't out and we i think those that are in the foley fam know that alex has got some stuff going on um i think one thing you can really do is and i know nothing about the the textile or clothing industry but if there's a way to kind of grab you know get a t-shirt that feels similar to the the way shirts were made in like the early to mid nineties. I think that's something to really add to it. A, a lot of the wrestling t-shirts, whether it's pro wrestling tees, uh, who's been a great partner for us or WWE shop. They use that. I think a lot of them you're using like the Gildan tees, which are like heavyweight. So, I mean the good, you know, the, they're not the best for comfort. They don't no. feel the best. They will stand the test of time with a bunch of washes. You know what I mean? You can rock those things to show after show and they're going to hold up the, the durability is there. But I think finding a way to get that little bit like it's I don't even know how to describe it. It's like it's almost like a lighter feel, but it's also kind of like thicker. And like I want, I, I want to say it's just kind of like a little bit fuzzier. Like, yeah, I think that's yeah. what you need for the shirts. It doesn't need to be super like soft feel like a like a homage, homage shirt see, I, see yeah. I'm, I'm the i'm an homage like that's what i want my shirts to feel but that's like. not what shirts felt like in the early 90s i wanted to feel well, he like didn't say he sh- wanted his shirts to feel like early 90s he just well, said no we- but he's dropping i mean alex is gonna be dropping shirts from like the new generation and i i still remember going to a wwe or it was wwf at the time superstars taping in 1995 in corpus christi texas and, gra- and getting the bret hart shirt i can still remember what that shirt felt like um, and if there's a way to kind of recreate just the feel of the shirt, I think that would be awesome because the graphics, I mean, all the, all the graphics, you know, you can find those from the mid nineties. I think the key part is going to be getting the actual feel of the t-shirt. Yeah, um, to me, yeah, t-shirt. the, the t-shirt, the material is the, the most important element. I mean, clearly, yeah, you can put whatever graphic you want on there and a good graphic is going to sell, especially if it's like, I mean, a bootleg graphic that's, you know, some, it's a repro of a, uh, of an old t-shirt i mean that's cool and all but yeah the the shirt's got to feel good because just crunchy t-shirts hard Mm. they don't stretch very well like that's that's not that's not my bag i don't like that at all yeah see i thought the uh i thought the i thought the wwe t-shirts back in back then were like kind of they they're almost they're almost gilded like but a little bit lighter yeah yeah, they weren't. I mean, it was, yeah, it was like it was a thick, heavy but duty it was shirt, soft, but yeah, man. it was soft. Like yeah. now it's like it's just like a I mean, it feels like some of the shirts feel like cardboard. When yeah, think, think, about what, like, uh, think about what that retro Bret Hart shirt that you have feels mm-hmm. like, Sheen. You know, what yeah. I mean? that's what they need to feel like. Another thing I would say on the design front, like I'm a big fan of the event shirts. You yeah. know what I mean? Like where you got the big like the poster graphic on the front and then the actual card like printed on the back. I'm a sucker for those. Well, that's that's, yeah. that's that's twenty eight hundred studios. They, yeah, they, but they do them limited, though. So they'll like they'll put it up for a week and then they're like gone forever. You like they don't have like a you can't go on the website and find like a back catalog or 
any more inventory. I think that's like the way do like, to do it. I yeah, think, they you know, do creating like those limited. limited those limited drops. That's where it's at. You know, I think that's yeah. the yeah, that's got, the most important thing. I actually, then um, actually, I just now I'm thinking of it. I actually got one of the shirts that I ordered from them. It was the the King of the Ring uh, with Undertaker and Mankind. They did a reprint we were, of that. Yeah, that was uh, that's King yeah. of the Ring '96 that we were just yeah. talking about earlier. Yeah, so they did a uh, King of the Ring '96 with the poster on the front and the whole match card on the back of it. It's pretty sick. Yeah. yeah so for the premium Foley fam, keep an eye on what Alex has going on in the group. He's going to market it there first, and uh, let's make sure we support him because he's got some cool stuff coming out. All right, Matt Carlos has a very interesting question, and I'm really curious as to how you guys are going to respond. It says. Uh, who of the three hosts can drop the best John Cena freestyle or John Cena style freestyle rap on things that happened on this week's wrestling shows? Examples. <laughs> who can, who can do that? I mean, yeah, are you gonna are, are you gonna do some freestyle in here, Marco? I, I'm gonna bow yeah. out gracefully. Yeah. Oh, yeah, me too. Come on, nobody's gonna step up to the challenge. I mean, Sheena, you, you're the you're, yeah, your name's you're on the, the star show. of the show, Sheena. Yeah, you yeah, you're getting paid it. the big bucks. Let's hear it. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I'm the worst when I'm put on the spot. I like going to panic mode. I can feel my heart beating out of my freaking chest right now. Just maybe try we'll it. Uh, <laughs> we'll get Sheena drunk and we'll get a Sheena freestyle. <laughs> Hold on, next week, let Matt. Me, here, let me take a drink. I'm I'm gonna come up with something real quick on the fly. Oh, oh God, yes, I can't wait. This is gonna be, gonna be fantastic. <clears throat> I can't listen. Me 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 me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Um. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Monday Night Raw. Okay, I'm gonna, this, I'm gonna do a rap about Monday Night Raw. <laughs> I can't believe you need it. a beat. I, I love it already. Yeah, you might give me a little beat. Yeah, let's see. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Okay, my Mondays are vacant because Raw is a flop. Don't believe me? That's fine. Just Google Dewdrop. Ah, <laughs> uh, no. Nobody's gonna give me any props that for, good, uh, that, I, for that sick bar I just dropped. I thought you were going a lot longer, but I mean, no. Oh, you, you, do you know how much effort it took to get that one line out? I don't even. Uh, I don't perform well on the on the spot on the fly. I, I, it takes preparation. You know what I mean? I appreciated it. I, I don't. I, I don't like. I, I think Matt Carlos. Yeah, I think Matt Carlos liked my rhyme. I mean, I, I appreciate it. I thought I'm it coming was correct next week. I'm gonna spot, be practicing. Was... I'm gonna be practicing my. Uh, my raps all all weekend. Oh you know what? Gosh. It was. I, I mean, for on the spot, I'm I'm gonna I'll give it I'll give it a I'll give it a B. I got a, I got a dude I got a dewdrop reference in there. Yeah, that no, was pretty mean? good. So we'll have I'm to listen my, back. I'm gonna and, give uh, myself props. You know what? Let's... Everyone, we'll we'll do this when when you guys listen to the show. Um, let us know what you think in the uh, in the comments. <laughs> no, don't let us know <laughs> what you joking. think in the comments. <laughs> Don't leave any comments. We uh, should move on. All right, we will. We'll move on from that. Uh, this is a, this is a a better question that I think we can all answer. It's it's from Zach Hertzler. He said, "Who would be on your Mount Rushmore of tag teams?" Ooh, that's a good one, man. So obviously, that's I'm rough. going Heart Foundation. Yeah, right that's number one. Yeah, I'm going Usos for the modern day Shut representation. That's, okay, that's two. Okay. All right, that's two. Um, gotta go Legion of Doom. I'm not the world's biggest Legion to Doom fan, but those guys were as over mm. as over gets, man. Like it, it, you know, it. Those are, I have those same three. I'm wondering if you're going to pick the fourth wow. one. Who, who you got? I won the Bucks, man. Wow. The Young Bucks changed the game. Okay, that's There's not been a bad nobody pick. Nobody more influential than the Young Bucks. Mm. So yeah, I'm going Bucks. 
Usos, Legion of Doom, and the Heart Foundation. Okay, so I have Heart Foundation, Usos, uh, Road Warriors, and I had Hardy Boys. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's wow. proof. Yeah. Dismissing. What do you mean how? No, I said wow. Oh, I, like, I dis- said dis- how? You're dismissing the... Uh, so I would I would have went Deadlies, because they're probably the most decorated yeah. out of all of them, can't, with all the titles. Yeah, yeah, you can't say anything bad about the Deadlies. Yeah, There's Deadlies so many are good, solid picks. There's so many amazing tag teams. Like, yeah, you could. There's uh, all kinds of combinations you could have a four that that still works. Let's hear yours, yeah. Marco. So we got I the Dudleys yeah. on there. Dudleys, Steiners. I'm not. I'm not okay. leaving out the Steiner brothers at yeah. all. They're definitely on the the Mount Rushmore. Uh, definitely the Hart Foundation. Um, I know it's all old teams, so I'll, I'll pick a new one. And uh, as much as I don't want to put them on the Mount Rushmore, I'll, I'll go with the Bucks because right now, as far as like the newer. Tag teams are the modern tag teams. They're they're probably the best in the world. Nobody nobody picked a, the New Day, huh? I look oh, at you New Day more of a faction than a straight yeah, up. Yeah, see if they, yeah, it was just okay, two of them. Okay. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. That's like the you, demolition. You can throw the Freebirds in too. Yeah, demolition. Also, the Freebirds, the Shield. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, yeah, I kind of. Yeah, not the not the downgrade anybody we put on the Mount Rushmore, but I kind of put the New Day above just being a regular tag team. I don't even yeah. think of them as a as a yeah. tag team, even though they are the you know I think they got the most title reigns ever at this point. So I'm, you could you could even you could throw the Harlem Heat on there because they're the tag team of the nineties. So I mean, you yeah, can, Harlem you Heat's can, another great. I mean, there's a ton, the Bulldogs, dude, the British yeah, Bulldogs. Yeah, I mean, you can go incredible. all the way back and like Rock and Roll Express. You know what I yeah, mean? Like maybe like, uh, Midnight maybe Express. We, we could do a uh, you know maybe maybe we'll set up maybe we'll do like top twenty five tag teams of all time and uh, for a Patreon exclusive episode we can get the Foley fam involved doing some voting. Let's do yeah. it. Oh yeah, Let's we got Edge and Christian too. Nobody connection. said Edge and Christian. Yeah, no one said yeah, Edge and Christian. I mean, there's some, the Rockers. I mean, dude, the Rockers were incredible. The rockers. Man. They were revolutionary. The wild, uh, money the wild Samoans, the gold, the natural golden, disasters, the New Age outlaws. You got the golden role models, Bailey and uh, Sasha Banks. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. The yeah the, uh, what were they called before that? The Boston Hug connection. Yeah, yeah. I like the golden yeah. role models better. Yeah, but. you got the rock and sock connection. Yeah, I mean the yeah. the, the, the tag. Yeah, there's yeah. Hollywood they blondes. Do that. You forgot yeah, about Hollywood the- blondes. Another great pick, man. I, I'm gonna start the Outsiders, Hall and Nash. Dude, that you forgot the tag team I mentioned, Rob Van Dam and Kane. Yeah, that's like well, a about the natural disasters too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, earthquake and typhoon. So yeah, I'll, I'll start cooking up a format, and uh, yeah, we're gonna get an episode on best tag teams ever. All right, and that wraps up our listener mail for this week. All right, Sheena, remind everyone where they can find you guys on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Chick Foley, Marco running the Twitter machine over at Chick Foley Show. And most importantly, you can join our Foley fam at chickfoleyshow.com. Make sure to follow us and all of our Pod Foundation brethren that you heard from earlier in the show over at Pod Foundation on Instagram. All right, Marco, you are the reigning, defending, undisputed Chick Foley Show prediction champion. Leave us with our closing words for this week. Uh, I feel like I, I feel like it should be something like epic. So we'll go with uh, we we didn't talk about this. It's the uh, it's been I think it's twenty five years they're celebrating Stone Cold Steve Austin, right? Um, for the WWE, we didn't actually mention that. So happy anniversary to uh to Stone Cold Steve Austin. They get a bunch of shirts that you can order on uh WWE Shop dot com right now. There's actually a pretty sick King of the Ring one with the uh, smoking skull with the uh the King of the Ring logo in the middle of it. So definitely go pick that up. So I guess we'll leave it off with a, uh, with a quote from that, uh, from that famous King of the Ring. Let's hear it. Uh, (laughs) 
You talk about your Psalms. You talk about your Bibles. I forget how it goes. I'm, I'm sorry. I <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. You, about, yeah, no, right? you talk about your Psalms. You talk about John 316. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. That's it. <laughs>